another episode of the Arcade Hangout, episode 10. Uh, we are a bunch of arcade collectors, hobbyists, who like to meet once a week to chat about our hobby, uh, collecting arcade games, the hunt, finding new arcade games, fixing, repairing, restoring, um, playing, uh, tips and tricks, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, I am Orange Whip, and I'm going to go around the room and uh, introduce, get everybody to introduce themselves, and I'm going to ask each of these guys a question uh, that they're going to answer for me. Uh, again, this is a question that had come up uh, in a chat uh, from last week's show. So if there was one game that you currently have in your collection that y if you were forced to get rid of everything but one game, what game in your collection would you keep? Uh, it can't be like a MAME or a multi. Uh, well, it could be like, a, I guess, a J-Rock, but it can't be like a MAME or a 16-1 or 4-12-1. and Um so just pick one game um, and maybe just a brief uh, description of why you'd want to keep that one. Uh, so I'm just going to go along my screen, and we're going to start off with Mr. Crafty Mech. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough one since I'm I've uh, I've got so many projects kind of in the works. Um, but I'd probably have to go with. Uh, the the junior that I'm building, I'd probably want to stick with just with that one, just because the Nintendo cabinet's so iconic. And uh, I, you know, I looked out and I found a pretty nice uh, plywood Japanese plywood junior that's uh, you know has the original orange um, gel coated on it. It's in decent shape, and so I'm kind of taking my time uh, trying to restore it kind of nicely. So I would probably go with that one, just because you know that. That game is maybe Donkey Kong is what people remember the most, but Junior is pretty popular. But you know the artwork in the cabinet is just really iconic, and uh, for the nostalgia factor, that's that's pretty big. So and you picked it over your versus. Um, that's where it's really tough because I I like the versus too, um, but maybe from a space factor, like if I only could keep one game because I was moving into like a tiny apartment, you know, right. if that was really the deciding factor, then. I'd probably have to go with the junior that I'm building. If I had like tons of space, but for some reason, you know, I could only have one game, then it'd be it'd be tougher. The versus is nice because you can swap the boards out. You have a lot of different games to play. Um, yeah, Andrew made it all pretty. And Andrew made it. Yeah, it's like the prettiest versus you're ever going to see. I mean, Todd Tucky was trying to sell one for 800 bucks or 900 bucks. It's painted yeah, 900 black. to sell that. Painted <laughs> black. It looks awful. <laughs> yeah, it looks like yours when you started, Jim. Yeah, uh, yeah actually, I, actually, I think mine was in worse shape than, so than you know, that one. You know what I do? I would put the verses on top of the junior, and I'd keep them both. <laughs> nice. Uh, did you want to plug anything, Aaron? Uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything more than what I usually do, although I'll say um, Aero Electronics is on a shit, shit list right now because they take forever to ship. I don't like that. DigiKey is really fast. Aero Electronics, and they're they have like a million offices here in town, but their warehouse is out in New Mexico, and I ordered on Friday. They just shipped today, and that really pisses me off. Oh, wow. You don't use Mauser? I, you know, I don't use Mauser that much. I usually, I, first, I use DigiKey a lot because, um, you know, I created my bomb, the, the, cut, the two different bombs that I have, mm -hmm. I created there, and so I just kind of, out of habit, I just go there, pull up the bomb, and order the parts I need. But um, DigiKey's kind of been my go-to, but Arrow has a the switch that I need. That they their price is like a dollar eighty, and DigiKey and Mauser are like four bucks. So oh wow, 
forced to go with them, but they take forever and they charge a lot of shipping and handling. Sometimes I find success, believe it or not, on eBay for, for certain things like that. You know, if I'm looking yeah. for like a particular, like a rotary dip switch or something unique, and it's like, yeah, I could find it at DigiKey, but DigiKey, my experience is their shipping is greater than or more than, say, Mauser. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I'll get all my stuff at Mauser, and then that one-off, I'll just buy a bunch on eBay, and a lot of times it'll be like free shipping, you know, and yeah, that's cool when, when, when you can find those deals. and It's weird. Like, Mauser, I do order one thing. I order my microcontrollers from Mauser mm -hmm. uh, because they're just a lot. For some reason, DigiKey has them for, like, four bucks a piece, and Mauser's, like, a dollar fifty. Right. It's just kind of this weird parody between them. So, yeah. But, yeah, Arrow. Arrow, I had an account with Arrow for a while, a business account, and uh, they've gotten so big now that they... You know, their sales team kind of likes to respond to. They don't want to deal with like a five hundred dollar order. They want, you know, they want the big money. So <laughs> I don't really like them. A five hundred dollar oh. order seems pretty big to me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it, it does to me too. That's like huge. It's like yeah. oh, five hundred bucks here. But you know, they're used to dealing with these you know, with big manufacturers, and mm -hmm. you know, they want they want big bucks. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, that would be my games. So. Cool. All right. Well, let's move along to the person that you're chatting with there and go to Adam. Okay. Sure. So, Adam, uh, AJCRM125 on Clov, and you can find me on OneCircuit.com and YouTube.com slash OneCircuit. Um, if I had to pick a single game, I probably would pick my uh, Neo Geo 4 slot. Uh, and I think the main reason is, you know, the whole reason why, one of the main reasons why I did the whole game room thing was for the kids and for the family and stuff like that. And so it's like such a huge, you know, benefit of having a system like that is you can, you know, it's four slots, so you can throw in, you know, a game, you know, technically for everybody in my family. Um, and that probably gets the most uh, time on it um, than any other game in my game room. Um, they, not that they don't enjoy the other games, but I think it's just, you know, when they get tired of a certain game or whatever, it's nice we can just throw another new cart in the Neo Geo and just keep going. So, um, so yeah, for me, I think it would be that one. There's plenty of other ones that, are, that are hold more nostalgic value for me, but I'm kind of learning to get over that and, and becoming more practical. So, so I think that would be it for me. Cool. Any plugs? Uh, just the coin-ups for guys who have uh, arcade games without free play. Uh, OneCircuit.com, you can check out the coin-ups there. Really popular. People seem to like them, and they work with like 99% of the games out there. So if your game doesn't have um, free play and you don't want to have to deal with a ROM hack or anything like that, then check it out. Awesome. Let's move it on to uh, Andrew. Oh, uh, yeah, so Andrew, uh, YouTube channel is uh, The Bit Bar, uh, so YouTube.com slash The Bit Bar. And uh, 34k on the Clove forums. No, looking around here, like if I had to get rid of all the games except for one, I think, I think I'd probably hold on to my Star Wars. Uh, a because uh, it is one of my favorite games. Uh, it had a lot of nostalgic value, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to run across another one uh, that I can afford again. <laughs> you know, it's like most of the rest of these, I could. You know, some of the prices are creeping up on stuff, but as far as, like, it's probably the most, like, single most valuable game that I have. What is the Star Wars going for in your area? Uh, I don't, I, you know, they don't come up too, too, too terribly often. Um, the last one I saw was around 2200 Oh. Wow. I, and I wouldn't pay that, but... <laughs> 
Well, that's I'm the, sorry, 2200 you said for Star for an upright Star Wars? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Well, we've got a lot of collectors in the area. That's getting up towards pin money. Yeah, seriously. What is pin money? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, there are a lot of collectors in the area, so the, the big name titles uh, are commanding a lot more nowadays. Well, especially with the new movie coming out, I think it's uh, there's going to be a little bit, a few people wanting it. I think. Mm. So that would be it. Cool. Uh, Day thirty-four was that? You said Star Wars, right? Is yeah. are we talking about? I had to step away for a second. We're talking about a like a vector Star Wars, right? Yeah, exactly. So an upright. Do you have? Did you say if you have a twenty, a sixty-one hundred or a um, what should I call it in it? I have an Apple phone. So there was a post on Clob today where somebody asked about a Star Wars value, and I and I posted on there. I think it was like fifteen hundred bucks or something that whoever was selling it wanted for it, and and I posted on there. And I thought it was more like eight to twelve hundred bucks, but I didn't think about the sixty one hundred amp difference. What do you think that is? Like three hundred bucks or five hundred bucks or? More? Yeah, what where I'd value it? Yeah, for sure. Like I would say a Star Wars in average condition with a working sixty one hundred between eight and twelve seems reasonable. And with an um, amp? With an amplifone, yeah, another you know three four hundred on top of that. Does an no amp make a big difference in a Star Wars? Really? Yeah, uh, well, so it's a medium res tube, so right. be finer, and the uh, the the. The actual monitor itself is faster. But does Star Wars take advantage of it, like that you notice? Mostly, where you notice it is uh, the the Death Star explosion. Yeah. So does it seem to flicker on the on the the other monitor? Yeah. It's lesser of the two. The just it just it plays catch up a little bit. Right. You can see it's just flickering a bit. Hmm. Yeah, because I have one with both, and um, I mean, yeah, unless I'm really really looking for something, I don't tend to notice it too much. But that could just be me, I guess. No, and I don't think that, like, uh, if I had one or the other, um, I, I think that the part of the, the, the big value of the Amplifone is the fact that it's the original monitor for it, and it is a nice monitor. Mm. Um, you know, and then uh, the value of the Amplifone is driven up by games like uh, Major Havoc, which actually does take advantage of it. And so people want you know, an Amplifone for you know, that, and I think Quantum, does Quantum have an Amplifone in it as well? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so I mean, I think that yeah, the, the desirability of that modern village, uh, other games, is uh, another big factor as well. But you know, it's also the originality. Cool. All right, uh, let's move it on. I don't know if he's got his mic muted right now, but Buffett, are you uh, standing by? I'm What's going, say, lasagna man? I'm going to say maybe he's nuking a lasagna Put right that now. Put lasagna. All right, let's go to, uh, I think there's two mics in here, so let's go to Ottawa Mike. Are you available? It looks like he's, the screen's frozen. All right, <laughs> let's keep moving on. <laughs> uh, Jimbo. Uh, talking to me? I was talking. Oh, we're all back, yes. That's so my, my name's Ottawa Chris. Ottawa Chris. <laughs> I don't know why Mike, I said Mike. Mike, there's no other collectors in Ottawa. Holy I don't shit. know why I said Mike. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I only have one game, so uh, obviously... <laughs> makes it easy for you. Oh, it yeah. makes it easy, and uh, you can find me, a, by my handle, Seabird, 
1987, or just Seabart. Well, yeah, sorry about that. I, I, your name's Seabart. I don't know why I even said Mike. Obviously, the first letter's right there. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go back to Buffett's got his mute button off now, so let's see if he's here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm just tired. Yeah. Full of lasagna. No, actually not. Uh, Guapo's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us the one game you would... If you had to get rid of everything, one game that you would keep. Uh, yeah, Buffet on K-Love and the Arcade Buffet at gmail.com. Um, if I had to choose, choose and go all the way down to one game, which would be exceedingly hard, since I own over 100, would be uh, Galaga 3. I got a dedicated game, and it's one of my most favorite. If I had to keep a second, it'd be a real close choice of Mortal Kombat 2. But Galaga Three would be what I would keep the most. So nice. Yep. Aaron, aren't you trying to get a Galaga Three or a Gay Plus or something like that? I don't know if he's there. Yeah. What's that? Weren't you trying to get a Gay uh, Plus or Gay Plus or a Galaga Three? Gay Plus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> 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 Were you looking for a gay plus? <laughs> Were you the guy? <laughs> I want to see that Craigslist, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I, don't um, that. <laughs> I, I was looking for a gap plus, the Namco gap plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Oh man. Well, gap plus, a plus, whatever. Right. Well, what's <laughs> There's a big difference. Which version of the board do you want? You want the Midway version of the board or the Namco version of the oh, board? Oh, the Namco. The board. Yeah, the Namco. So, I've got all three boards. Or I've got all but one board, and I think I'm missing, I believe, the Namco Galaga 3. I think I have the Gap Plus version. But I need the, Nam I need the Namco. The Namco. Oh, they put out, Namco put out a Galaga 3? Yeah, midway they just did those. But okay. Well, well, they did, but then there's two different board sets. Oh, I see. Yeah. That that run the code. Yeah, you got yeah. the midway, which is a big old square board, and then you have the Namco board, which is tall <laughs> and narrow. Sorry, Adam says that gay plus is where you can play head to head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a special docking stage where you play head to head. Oh God. <laughs> Hey, is anybody is anybody drinking beer tonight? Uh, I need to get another one, but root beer. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, cool. I'll, I'll be right Word. Jimbo, you're up next, anyways. Yeah. Uh boy. Let's see. Um, I think just for myself personally, just for what I'm addicted to at the moment, eyes is an easy answer. Um, if uh, if I'm thinking of everyone else and not just myself, I would say. Either the Red Tent or um, the Mega Touch, if that counts as a game. If it doesn't, then I, if for just like iconic reasons, I would say Miss Pac-Man. But I, I think uh, for everyone's sake, I would either do the Red Tent or the Mega Touch because those two get the most play, easy, and they have a wide variety of games. Cool. Yeah, I think Mega Touch is fine. A lot of us have them or had them at one point. It, it it just gets so much play. I mean, when I was uh, or, or a couple weekends ago, when my cousins were were up here, they were playing a ton of Red Tent, and they always like to go back to the Mega Touch, and so 
anytime we have a party, people would just crowd around that. So. Cool. Yeah, same with some friends of mine. The, it was always the Mega Touch that everybody went to. Yeah. And it's a great Ooh. drinking. Ooh, smashing beer bottles. That's uh, there's a light, nice like UFO hum on, on his end too. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super addicted to eyes, obviously. So if it's just me. That's what I would keep. It's not. I, it's, I play it's that not game like every day. Been muted. All right, cool. That uh, yeah, that's a fair answer, I think. Uh, since Steve's off getting beers, I guess, uh, let's go to uh, Mr. Buffalo. Uh, Dave from Buffalo. Uh, Clove, it's uh, MACD2001. Um, I only got five games, but if I had to keep... I love them all, but I, I think it would be Donkey Kong. Just because I like the look of the cabinet, the original, blue. Um, that's the one I always wanted, and I now have it. It needs a little restoration, but uh, I'd, I'd have to say that one. Donkey Kong. Original. Cool. Yeah, I have to admit, Eva, it was a toss-up between Donkey Kong probably with my second place. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Donkey Kong, really. It's just oh, right. you really can just drop in and start playing it and, and you know, enjoy a game here and there. And you the challenge wrong. is always there. Yeah, it's a hard... Uh, Donkey Kong Jr., they're, they're both... Hard games. Yeah, I like them, but they would not be my first choice. That's for sure. Well, if you if you did allow the uh, the multi thing, you 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 could you know take that cabinet and put like the uh, the vector lab switcher and stuff like that in there, so you could actually run it. Yeah. Pretty easily. Or double Donkey Kong. Yeah, except that you know I, I don't like the the way that it was. It like the you're playing Donkey Kong, but you're using uh, Junior's jump sound. Right. That just seems weird. Well, the new kit, you put uh, double DK on a DK board. That's the one I have. So, you can... It's no longer on the junior board. Oh, that's good. So, and then, and then all the sounds work discreetly for both games? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're actually playing it on a regular DK board. Yeah. Not a junior. Yeah. Just a daughter card that plugs in on the... And who has that? Mike's Arcade? Uh, you get it through Arcade Shop. Huh, never even heard of that. Yeah, yeah I think so how does that work? I think I got mine directly through Braze, I believe. Yeah, it's Brazington does it. It's um, it's a DK2 and a high-score save board. No, no, no. He's t we're talking about double DK, which is Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. on the same board. Yeah, because uh, the, the, the uh, problem is always the analog sounds, right? Yeah. Okay, so then I think that's what Buffett has and I confused then. Maybe. So, yeah. Buffy, you have something where you can get the authentic sounds? No, I, I've got the double DK. Is the, the one I have is, is DK and DK2 Jumpman Returns. Oh, oh. gotcha. Okay. And they use the same analog sound hardware, so it sounds flawless in both games. Yeah, no, I think I thought Brad was talking about... Double do the double Donkey Kong, yeah. Yeah. I think Braze did that one, too. Yeah, uh, it has the same pro. It has that problem where you're playing Donkey Kong, but the jump sounds are Junior sounds. You have right. To yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, all those things work on daughter cards. Yeah. All right. Let's move it on to uh, Mike or Mikey, I guess. 
Um, yeah, I'm uh, Man Oh Man on Cloth. It's Mike. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, that's a hard question. Uh, I, I have a Neo Geo, so that would be a good answer because the being able to change carts out would be nice. Um, and I know you said you couldn't uh, choose a multi, so because I, I do have a Miss Pack with a uh, arcade shop board that gets a lot of play with my my family and kids. Oh, that's all right. So uh, there's an the original board in there somewhere. Yeah, but I think for the, the sake of the original question, I would probably answer. I would say Asteroids. I think. Uh, I think. I, I think I enjoy that game. I actually like when. Uh, Kids come over, uh, neighborhood kids come over and see it, and they see that black and white, and they see how crisp it looks, and they're like, "Whoa, what is that?" You know, it's a it's a neat experience. So the I, background music of that always does it. Anytime I hear that background music, yeah, that yeah. Dun, 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 that totally just gets me every time. Yeah, I I I see a lot of the a lot of the family and kids warm up to it. I love playing it, so that'd be my choice. I'd say asteroids. Cool. All right, uh, Steve's not back yet, so I guess I will go. Uh, I'm Orange Whip. I'm just plugging the show. Um, the one game I didn't mention, I didn't say whether or not we could do video or pinball. Um, so if well, if I had in the rules now, that it's your turn, huh? No, <laughs> I just thought about it. Like the it's funny. The one game I would never get rid of has actually been the one game. I have actually had I've actually get, gotten rid of for free. I gave it to somebody else. Long story. I don't want to get into. Um, I wish I could have that back. And it was burger time. Um, but out of all the ones I have right now, uh, I would probably have to say track and field. Actually, track and field was another one from my childhood that I really really liked. If I can choose a pin, it'd be the Twilight Zone. Sweet. Because the Twilight Zone is the one that my wife and I, when we were first dating, we played it for like two years straight at a, the only arcade that was left in the lower in the Vancouver area. Um, so that, I would I would pick that over anything I think. Plus, it's the latest game, latest pin that we've gotten, and we've already even played it yet, so it'd have a lot of newness for me. I can still hear those sounds. That's one of the few pins I remember playing. When I was younger, too. Yeah, that, it's just, it's an amazing. It still is an amazing. I just pin. I just love the plunger, and you hear that, ding, and then it comes out of the the little pocket or whatever you call that. Yeah, it's a cool pin. Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a pin guy. My wife uh, is a pin collector. She's got like four pins, um, but there there's something about Twilight Zone that I definitely do like. All right, um, so that being said, uh, Steve's still not back, so let's just introduce Steve from Grinker's Grand Palace in Eagle, Idaho. Um, what is it, the 9th and 10th? Is that what the tournament is coming up? Yep, October 9th and 10th. So there you go. We'll, we'll plug it. October 9th and 10th, Eagle, Idaho. Get your asses out there for some dollar beers, half-price sandwiches, and some awesome, awesome dudes and dudettes to hang out with and talk arcade games and play arcade games with. Um, probably I'll I'll say it, I think I've said it before in a past episode, but uh, I've I've been on a, a long forty day road trip, um, actually twice pretty much across uh, the U S. and I hit a lot of retro arcades, and I still say that Grinkers is probably 
number one, number two of every single one that I'd been to. So um, just to check it out as an old school arcade, it's an awesome place to go to, even if you're not into tournaments and stuff like that. Sure. So there you go. I don't know what he's plugging for, what new game he got this week, but uh, there, there I introduced Steve from Grinkers. Right. Let me just uh, jump in real quick too. So yeah. if you are going, I need you to send your registration information to me, and you can contact me at 34k at johnsarcade.com. Registrations are starting to flow in right now. I've got a crap. We just announced it on Clav. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, registrations are going crazy now. So this is pre-registration. We'll make sure your name gets put onto a badge. Uh, you'll be, uh, you get the T-shirt and the other swag that we're giving away. So lots of exciting stuff, and uh, it's free. So register and come. It's amazing. Yeah, I sent mine in uh, like an hour ago, mine and my wife's to you, uh, Andrew. Perfect. Yeah. Make sure you do it. I think I got Mike's there, man. Oh, man, I think I got yours as well. Uh, and Gak's not on here yet, but Gak's supposed to be coming in in like another hour or so. He's uh, he's out. But let's just plug um, that they're also he's all they're also offering uh, another deal if you can pop in an extra thirty bucks to help the organizers of this. Um, that I think he's you're getting another T-shirt, uh, you're getting a special badge. I think there's like some sort of beer mug or something like that that you're getting. I'm not uh, sure. They're doing. Um, they're going to be like uh, stadium cups with the logo from the, uh, the event on them. Oh, like a plastic cup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what'd be cool is to have like a plastic quarter cup. You can use it for quarters. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Gonna be pimping that. I also did that as well. So, so I encourage everybody if you're going, if you can pitch in the money to help the organizers of this thing. Um, do so. It's it's a worthy cause. It's a, yeah, it's a good time. Very quickly too. That one of the other things we'll be doing is we'll put in your your um, your name on the back of the shirt as well as a supporter. Um, and oh, like Brofest. Yeah, very like like the cult of Clinch thing we did for Brofest. Yeah. Uh, for the guys who pitched in money to get uh, Forest out there. Um, but if you want to do that, you need to do that in the next like few days because I have to send I have to send the uh, design off to. See the Grinkers, uh, or I don't know if Rich is printing them or not, but I have some designs off to someone in just a few days, and if I don't have your name on it, then your name won't be on the shirt. Cool. All right. Well, enough of Steve That's plugging right. stuff for now. And real quick, uh, to do that, you need to go onto Claws and post in the thread that you want to do that, and then, or if you email me, if you're not on Claws, email me, and I'll get you hooked up with it. I think I just PM'd Gak because he had sent me a PM about it. Yeah. All right, Steve, stop talking about Grinkers enough. God. All right, so let's uh, let's go to the portion now where we're just going to chat about you know whatever whatever we did last week about arcade stuff. If you worked on something, if you uh, traded a game, if you bought a game, if you sold a game, um, you know worked with a new tool that you hadn't uh, opened up before or something. Let's just go around the room. We do this randomly. We'll just pick somebody to start chatting about stuff. And uh, just tell us what you did in the last week. And I am going to... Th I'll start the throwing off, and I will start it off with... Uh, well, let's go to the newcomer. Let's go to uh, Mike. If he's there. Unmute he that like shit. I'm here. I just had right to click unmute. Sorry. There you go. Uh, busy week for me. I... Um, 
I have uh, about 12 games. They've all been in the garage, and I just uh, last week I moved them all into the house. I've got a contractor coming in and going to rewire my garage and uh, finish it off for a game room. So um, everything's kind of torn apart and chaos, um, arcade-wise for me. But uh, I did pick up a, a, a Sega New Astro City Candy Cab, and that's a first for me. Um, I've only, uh, as those those guys like to say, uh, I've only been into Woody's. It's what they call <laughs> call us. Uh, so uh, it's a, it's a neat cab. It's uh, kind of my first, you know, real JAMA cab and uh, big 29 inch monitor, and um, it, it's been been playing with that. So I've actually been playing Robotron of all games uh, <laughs> on on it. <laughs> Now, Mike, where are you from? You said you got a garage arcade. Uh, I'm in Northern California, the Bay Area. Okay. Just uh, about an hour east of San Francisco. Okay. Despite the Red Wings jersey in the background. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, all right, so uh, Mike, it's your job to now pass it off to one of the other guys in the room and and tell get them to tell us what they've done last week. Uh, I'm going to pass it off to uh, Aaron Crafty. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm working on, uh, right now I'm still working on this junior. Um, it's kind of messy in my garage, but I'll turn on my camera and you can see I've got it laid down there. I'm just doing a little paint touch-up on the corners that I rebuilt with uh, some Bondo over the last couple weeks. So... Hopefully that'll be done soon, and got some new side art to put on that guy. Uh, so I've already got all the other parts. So once I got that put together, that should be um, should be good to go, and I'll have it up and running. So that's kind of my project for right now. And then after that, you might you might have saw the Tempest there under some plastic. That's next on the agenda. I just need to get the monitor rebuilt, the 6100 rebuilt. And I've got all the parts for that. So. Um, Hopefully that'll be before Grinkers. I'm hoping to have the Tempest running and the DK Junior running. That's my goal. That's pretty much it. Nice. Is that a, a plywood cabinet? Uh, the Junior? Yeah, I can't remember. I think you mentioned that last week. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice plywood cabinet that I got from... Uh, sorry, I just put on paint like right before uh, you passed it to me, so I'm just going to check that real quick. Um, yeah, it's plywood, and actually I'll mention something... Because um, I've been, you know, the last couple of days I've been like struggling how to get this paint on there in a way because it's a gel coat, so it's that really thin, almost like laminate, but not quite. How do I match that? So I ended up going with uh, latex and thinning it with this stuff called Loatrol. Yeah, yep. And let me uh, let me get the camera on here. This stuff is really good. Um, it doesn't seem like it when you first put it on, but it's like whatever it does, the paint loses all its um, ability to like stand up in ridges, so it just kind of flattens out. So it's allowed me to put on some really thin coats, so I'm just doing like three or four thin layers of paint, gradually building it up, and that seems to work pretty well to kind of match the real smoothness of that gel coat, which is so smooth that if you have like the slightest wrinkle in it, you know, it stands out. So, little plug for Loatrol. What, so, what are you using, a foam roller? Or? 
Oh yeah, just a, a, a nice kind of uh, not uh, not foam, but a nice uh, cloth, whatever they have, whatever they sell at Depot for the for the fine or the really smooth finish. And so does it help get rid of tiger stripes and stuff? Well, I'm not painting large surface areas, so that I'm not sure of. I'm I'm really I've just been doing some chip repair and stuff on the corners. Okay. I had to rebuild a couple corners, so it's pretty isolated, small spots. So I'm not sure how that would fare like on a bigger paint job. But I've heard people talk about it a lot for rolling. Um, I don't know, Andrew. Have you ever? You sounded like you've used this stuff before. Yeah. Um, so I've used it. I use it on uh, Tron. Works great. Oh, cool. Okay. So for rolling the whole cab, it works good too. Yep, definitely. Actually, uh, I'm looking at their their ad on their their package, and it says eliminates brush and roller marks. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's much form. exactly what it says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I've ever had to roll like uh, that Rust-Oleum satin, I've had to use it. It's just too thick to to roll otherwise. Right. Yeah, I would not roll a cabinet without it. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, I did good. Oh. Just kind of randomly picked it off the shelf. I read up a little bit, and I, there were a couple threads on it. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Sure enough, because before that, I was using a foam brush. I was using another roller, and yeah, I could not get it to not dry without like a ridge or just a little bit of that surface kind of uh, curl or ripple. But this stuff just took that right out of it. Sweet. Very cool. You know, so kind of think of it then. I'll I'll pass it on to um. Uh, let's go to Jimbo. Sure. Well, mine will be nice and short. Uh, I've just been playing eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I actually, I, I finally got past uh, what was it, six three on Super Mario Brothers too. So uh, that was pretty happy for me. I figured out the timing where you have to make that jump on that flying turtle or whatever that you can't see. I figured out that if, where the windows are in the timing to do that, where you're safe. So that was a, an accomplishment for, for me. But um, since last week, I haven't been able to touch that score I got, that 531 on eyes. I got one more, like yesterday, I got another 500,000 point score, but it was a few thousand less than that, that score. Like, I played tonight, like right before the show, and I played like 10 games, and they're all right around 430,000. Like that's like a plateau for me. Once in a while, I'll, I'll get like a score that's close to 500, but I, I think it was just lucky that I got the score I did last week <laughs> on the show. Yeah, that was a great game. Yeah, that was a good game. I hope that's one of the tournament games at Grinkers, because I like that's about the only game I think I could uh, carry a little bit of weight. <laughs> Of course, someone else will come in that that knows what they're doing and just like get like a multi-million do million point game. I'm sure, but you can probably count on that. I would imagine. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think any big names are going to be be at Grinkers this year? I bet there will be a couple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's about all I did. I, um, I'm really excited about uh, the the multiverses board that Nazarene's been uh, posting about. I'm hoping it's not like more than 300 bucks because for us red tent guys that have to buy two, that could get pretty pricey. <laughs> yeah. 
even though it, it's totally worth it, it's like, God, that's a lot of, I mean, it's like almost But, that, but how many games would you really get advantage of then? For having well, two of them. Well, I'm, well, I like <laughs> splitting, splitting up, which, and I only have like three or four versus games. So, for me, it, it doesn't make, because I want, like, a lot of the games I want are daughter card games. Right. And so, saving that cot, saving that money, that So, but like, how many four-player games are there, though? Like, there's tennis, uh... Balloon Fight. Balloon Fight. Crew. I mean, it's, it would be a lot of money to, to, to spend just to have a, you know, handful of games. Right. On both monitors, you know, that would play four-player. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, I suppose. You want them, though, to be able to play different games on each side, though, right? Absolutely, yeah. That's more of what I was thinking rather than uh, rather than the the games that use well, both just, sides. Just keep your your ones that you've bought on the one side and then put the, the new thing on the other side. Yeah. You it always... It's still, it's just like, I think if you've got a red tank or if you've got a dual versus system, it's like you want to be able to do all of it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, agree. I, 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 I don't. I don't really want to be like, oh, okay. Well, I, I can change the game on that side, but this one I have to remove the board. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah it, but it then, but for me, then it starts getting to mame territory where you end up not even knowing what you're going to play because you have so many choices to play. Uh, I'm not. Uh, well, for me, I'm not too worried about that because there's really there's about six games I want really bad like to to play, and I don't see myself changing it very often. I rarely change what I have right now. As it is, and just the fact that I can just leave the board in there, you know, I don't have to tamper with anything. All right, I'm not, well, all I'm saying is doing both sides. Yeah. Yeah. This seems like an expensive thing to do both sides. Yeah. We'll see what the price is. I mean, that could really dictate. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I he lives up in my area, and I was actually up there that this week and uh, on the weekend, and I kind of wish I had messaged him. I did last time I was up there. Uh, but he was going camping, and this time I just completely forgot to even message him to to meet up with him. So it sucks. Wish I did. Yeah, I I'm sure he's gonna sell a a ton. I mean, I think he's gonna sell more, probably at least as many of these as Darksoft sold of the C CPS two. Oh wow, that's that's a big territory. Because there's so many. I don't know, versus and, and Nintendo people out there. I, there's a lot of people, I think, that are going to seek out uh, red tents or, or versus cabinets because of this. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe we should hold on to that third red tent for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was already guys that said they got rid of their verses that are planning to get one back now because of this. This is coming out. Well, I, I guess it's a good point. Like, I have three versus boards populated right now, and... Uh, the games that I really like, I mean, I thought about, you know, like Balloon Fight, two-player, that would come in handy, but then you have to buy two. Um, but, like, there's a Super Xevious. I've never even, I don't think I've uh, watched gameplay of that one. They have, you have to use, like, the RBI baseball daughter card. I'm not sure, but, you know, it's a weird combination. Like, well, I'll probably never end up, I've never seen that one for sale. So that would be cool to be able to play it. And there's a couple others like that that are kind of weird and off the beaten path. But other than, like, the big, like, four or five that I have, um, it's that's why I'm kind of on the fence about it. It's like, well, you know, I already have Super Mario Bros. and Excite Bike and Castlevania and Dr. Mario and, you know, I've tried Mighty Bomb Jack and I could burn a couple different games like Ice Climber and such, but 
I guess it's the really hard to find one, so that's what that board will really be good for. Well, and, and yeah, I, mean, I also like the fact that you're not going to be pulling boards in and out of your game all the time. Well, that's I, a big one for me. Yeah. I mean, it's easy, but it's still it's hard on the hardware. Yeah, that's a good point. Plus, like, I mean, with the versus stuff, I mean, yeah, it's like if you get if you get one of them, I don't think it really turns into a main thing because you're not you're not talking about like three thousand games. It's like you're talking like thirty. Yeah, it's like thirty games, and like, yeah, probably you know fifteen of those are actually games that you really want to play, or not even really want to play, but you actually would play. Right. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know, another point is that like. These things, I don't know how many runs he's going to do of these boards. So, I, I know as soon as like he stops, it's going to become a hot commodity or something, or you know, or I'm going to kick myself for not getting one. Yeah. Unless, you know, a side, what would you call it? Like a, a byproduct of this is that all the original hardware and stuff goes way down in value. It could be, but I, we didn't see that with Darksoft with the CPS2 stuff, really. That's true. And neither does all the J-Rock stuff. No, that stuff's gone down in price. Robotrons yeah. and ghosts and yeah, all that. Yeah, Robotron's gone cheap now because of the J-Rock stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get a... Uh, uh, for the Versus dual system at Grinker's, I want to get... Um, tennis. <laughs> I want to get tennis on both sides. Well, I know um, three people who are selling the full tennis kits, so if you just message me, I can get you. A you I, I need the right glass for the versus dual system cabinet because the the, um, the way the cabinet is shaped, the glass is cut at an angle. So it's special marquee for the dual system versus the um, regular versus cabinet. Mm -hmm. Nice oh, the marquee yeah. has the, uh, an angle on it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you have to have the versus dual system cabinet marquees. So if I can find two of those for tennis, I'm going to convert um, from – we have versus baseball on there right now. I'll put versus tennis in there. And it's just because I played uh, – I remember playing versus tennis in a dual system cabinet at Woodlake Bowl. And uh, it'd be cool to have that again. I think that'd be a great, uh, great choice for your cabinet, Steve. Is Thank that you. A, is it a glass one or is it a translate? Um, the versus baseball ones that we have are glass. Um, I think they. I don't know if there was any original translate. I think there might be repro translates. I've got a Dr. Mario that's translate, but I'm pretty sure it's original. But I could be wrong. Oh, crap. I just realized I didn't actually hand it off to anyone. Um, let's see. Who was it? All right. Go ahead, Andrew. Oh, uh, well, so it's all about Grinkers right now. So everything I'm working on really is uh, T-shirt designs, artwork designs for all that stuff so I can get over to Steve on time, uh, working with the guys on getting that stuff put together. Plus, uh, Crafty volunteered me to host the our monthly get-together. Um, so I did spend a, a little bit of time this week, so I actually have uh, all the games are working now. So I had them, most of them turned on last week, but I got 720 back up. 
Um, and then I've got Spy Hunter. I've got some uh, that that 60 hertz hum still going on with it. So I put in an order with Bob to uh, pick up a uh, rebuild kit for the audio board and uh, new filter caps for it. And we'll see if that can fix it. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Arcade wise. Uh, You've been practicing your Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, uh, not at all. I'm actually, after we talked last week, I ended up pulling uh, Super Turbo out of there, and I put Rastan in it. So if you guys want to see me play Rastan, I can play a game tonight. Yeah, do it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, we do. Um, so we'll figure out sometime when you guys want me to set up that and start playing. I don't. You guys don't want to sit there and like listen to me play it the whole time, though. So I'll probably just put it on mute. Mm, I want to. I'll give me plenty of time to listen and drink. <laughs> It's about, if I, uh, I don't finish it every single time I play it, but um, if I make it all the way through, it's about 35, 40 minutes. Sweet. Well, I'm in. We can always chat behind it. It's yeah. not a big deal. You can mute me when you don't want to listen to the game. Yeah. Oftentimes the game sounds aren't that loud anyways, because it's, the mic's not hooked up right up to it. Yeah, yeah. Although the speakers on this one are pointed right at it, <laughs> <laughs> but I can uh, go ahead and get that set up, you guys, because uh, I don't—I can't actually stay super crazy late tonight, so I can—I can set that up if you'd like. Yeah, go for uh, it. Meanwhile, I'll pass it on to uh, uh, Steve Brinkers. Hey, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, just what you did last week. The—I know, but I left for a while. Uh, did we finish the? Um, we, 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 did in, we did introductions for you, but if you want to pick the one game that you'd keep, you can do that. Yeah, because I was thinking about that when I was getting my beer, and uh, it's really hard, man. That's really hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, I guess that's why they like, asked the question. Which kid do you want to save? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess based on, like, right now, this moment in time, my number one game would be the game I would keep, and it probably is the game I would keep, it's uh, it's Gravatar, and I think that the reason I would keep it is because it is really challenging. It's like, uh, it's not like a game that you play and, you know, play it for 15 or 20 minutes and you lose your three guys and then it's over. Um, there's like, there's months and months and months and months and months of like building your skills so that you can um, get deeper and deeper into the game, and so it would be like I mean I could I could I could go on like a a year long adventure of like trying to get good at Gravatar, and uh, I think that would be fun. So and I want to do that. I want to get uh, for Gravatar. I want to get to the point where I can uh, like I don't know if you can beat the game. I think it. I think it actually flips. There's a um, a video of a guy playing it um, at CAX like three years ago or something. Um, and in the video, he it's the first video I saw where in that game you get um, I saw levels in that video of Gravatar that I'd never seen before. Um, there's and I, and, I, and I still never reached to this day. So um, there's a level where 
like Gravatar is kind of like, like I don't know, like uh, what is it like? It's like a cross between Asteroids and um, Defender. I don't know. It's because there's terrain and you're in a ship and you've got to blow everything up and you can land and not land, but you can tractor up fuel and to clear levels you have to kill all the ground units that are trying to attack you. Anyway, um, later on in the game, the terrain turns invisible. So you literally have to fly through all the levels again um, with the terrain totally invisible and be able to tra traverse all of the ter terrain, including like little tunnels and things. <laughs> uh, traverse all the terrain and kill uh, all of the, you know, the, the turrets or whatever. Um, and so to get to that level for me is something I'm really excited about. So, yeah, for right now, it would definitely be Gravatar. Cool. I've seen many Gravatars, that I've, I've, but I, you know what? I've never, I don't think I've ever played one. That's a good, good point, though, about, uh, that's a good point about a game that's challenging and has really good replay value. I think that's why um, I gravitate towards <laughs> eyes. See what I did there? Very nice. Hey, like, there it is. I, I always want to keep playing. Like it doesn't matter if I'm like I'm just going to play one game of Ice. There's never just one game. It, I have to play like four or five. I think there's a lot of old games that are like that. I mean, that's kind of what makes the old games still have their charm to everybody, right? There's a oh, lot absolutely. of absolutely. Like Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior. All those ones are are very similar to that. Yeah, yeah. I think I've only cleared like a hundred thousand on Donkey Kong Junior. Like a couple times. Right. That game is so hard. I remember, hey, Steve, I... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I remember hating Gravatar. <laughs> back in the day, it was one of those games... Like, back in the day, I hated Dragon's Lair, um, all the laser games. I was, like, in, I was intrigued by them, but I hated them because I was never good at them. And Gravatar was the same thing. I, I liked the game. Um, I don't actually don't remember if I liked it at all. I just remember not being good at it and be like, screw this game, I'm not playing this ever again. Uh, so that was kind of weird that I want to play it. I think it's probably, it falls in that same category of like Dragon's Lair because when we got, I think I told the story before, but having a Dragon's Lair, it was like it was taunting me, right? I needed to beat it. Um, and so now now that game that's taunting me is, um, is Gravatar. So and it takes forever. Like Dragon's Lair is like, okay, I can go on a I can go on like a, a three or four week mission to invest the time to learn all the different moves to beat Dragon's Lair. And that was kinda like, okay, you know, I can see I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just gonna have to progress through this, learn all these moves, and then I'll beat it. And it'll take a month or or whatever. For Gravatar I have I cannot see it. I cannot see <laughs> I I'm not even close to being able to be like Oh, okay, yeah, in three or four months I'll have this mastered. If I had to put money on it, it would probably take me ten years. Ten years of casual play like I play now. Um, ten years, that's when I guess I'll, I'll beat it, and that will be an awesome day. Is, is that uh, what we'll see on your tombstone, like Master of Gravatar? I beat Gravatar? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Do you have any idea what the high score is on that right now? And what year um, what, 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 are, is there any Gravatar players in the Hangout? Not, not no. me. Um, yeah, it's not that great. It's like um, um, 175,000, something like that. 
And I think I think the high score is where it flips. I'm pretty sure that the high score, because I remember at the end of that video, um, at that guy playing at Cax. I remember at the end of the video, he um, um, made sure that he got zero shifts, um, and the game ended, so that he could log the high score. Because if he scored any more, it was going to flip, and it wouldn't give him credit for the high score. So I I do remember him purposefully ending the game. Right before it flipped, Arcade saying three hundred three thousand eight hundred is their high score. Yep, that was that galloping ghost. So I don't know if that's a real bard or what. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy that played. If you haven't seen, if you have any interest at all in um, this game, go watch that YouTube video. Just do um, Cax Gravatar, and it's easy to find. And it's, you know, it's probably like. I don't know, a 20-minute video, because they don't show the whole game. Just fast forward to, like, the last five minutes, and it's definitely a fun watch. Hey, Steve, did you uh, did you get all my PMs about the Revenge of Dough board on Clove? Yeah, what, what am I going to do with that? Do you <laughs> have any, don't you have any cabinets around, like, with a vertical monitor? So I would put, put a Revenge of... I, I could... Like, if you have, if you just have just, uh, like... Camera, right? Yeah, it's a JAMA board. So I just need a JAMA cabinet with a vertical monitor, and then I would need a, a PCB, or a, a control panel, rather. With a spinner, right? Spinner. Well, that, it's, it was um, a dude PM me with the board and a spinner. For so, Revenge of Joe? Yeah. How much is it? Well, that's why I copied you on it, because I thought maybe you wanted to inquire about it. Well, if, you, if you'll come... If you, so you're going to try... If I get that... You'll try and do a world record. Yeah. What is what is the world record on that? Uh, what is it? One point six million. How much was that that board and that control panel? It was like fifty, a hundred, two hundred, five hundred? He didn't. Um, I didn't ask him. Uh, I, I bought a dough board uh, two months ago for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I I just I actually just finished building a cab with with a uh, dough in it, and I think I paid eighty five. So they're, they're, they're not without panel or without. Just just PCB. Just PM. I was just PCB. Yeah, I see. I see oh, your. Uh, I see your PMs here, Jim. Sorry for not getting back to you. No, that's um, fine. I'm, sure you're a busy guy. I'm gonna send that guy a message right now. Cool. Being that okay. it's got got the spinner, I mean that 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 saves you a little bit of a headache too. No, not on a control panel, just a spinner by itself? Yeah, just a spinner. Okay. Well, you have a... Um, you know, I could... Bring your control panel. Yeah, I could probably do that. Well, yeah, it's, we for, it's for a pack it. cab. Yeah. What? It's um, it's a pack control panel, or that's what it's sized for. Cause it's oh, I've got, a, I've got a Pac-Man. I've got a Pac-Man that I could put it in. So, it's uh, a, a Pac-Man on JAMA, is it? No, no. My the cabinet I got had been painted black, and so I just ended up just using that as my Arkanoid because a lot of the kits were designed for pack cabs. So would it be possible? Would it be how much effort would it take to, without compromising the pack, to the, throw an Arkanoid Revenge of Donut? You honestly, you'd be better off. You'd you'd be better off with just a junk cabinet than than trying to. Because 
you're gonna have to wire it for JAMA, and that's gonna. Well, be I, a... I have a I have a packed JAMA adapter here. You're gonna burn a panel though. The spinners are not a standard. Um, right, they're wider. Yeah, they're wider. They're not like they're unique. So you're gonna have four new holes. Right. right, but Jim says he's gonna give him his whole panel, right? It's got a, it's already it's already yeah, installed in the pack panel. Control panel. Yeah. If you brought the whole control panel, I brought the adapter. The wiring harness in there on coat hangers and and well, you said you do you, have, you really have an adapter, Orange Whip? Yeah, yeah. It's like right here somewhere. So if you bring the adapter and Jim brings the uh, control panel and I get the PCB, then we'd have then we could put all that in an extra pack that I have and Jim could go for the world record. Jim, how important is this to you? <laughs> maybe not. Uh, maybe not that important. Because I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think like, how? Okay, so should I throw that in my carry-on or you know? It, That'll make uh, it security, right? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't want to make it more complicated than it really needs to be. Uh, I'm gonna get it here real quick. Cool. <laughs> What was he doing? Uh, getting another beer. Oh. Uh, well, while we have a brief pause in uh, in action here, I just want to uh, say a little shout-out to one of our very special guest listeners on YouTube. Uh, we've got Sam Weil listening to us. No you guys Sam? Yeah, of course. Wow. He's the reason your red tents look the way they do. He's the reason why they're red. <laughs> <laughs> You put the red in my red tent. I mean, he's even been on it before, but was it a recorded one? I don't think it was, was it? Uh, I don't uh, uh, I don't know. He was yeah. on here one of the times he was visiting over uh, in the garage here. Was that when, um, uh, what's his name, was there too? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, when Mike Lethargy. was here. Yeah. Destroyed the uh, Yakuma. I like how you can see Jim Bodini's reflection in your ass, Dan. Oh, now it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I gotta grab a beer too. Yeah, I'm gonna grab a drink. I'm gonna be right back. You guys are making me thirsty. Perfect. <laughs> are we supposed to? Be, are we passing off to somebody, or is uh, Andrew doing this thing, or what, what's going on? I don't know who's who's left to talk. I don't want to. Uh, Chris went. Steve went. I don't think Adam's gone. Adam. Who, me. Who was? Oh, it was Steve that was last. Adam needs to grab a drink, though. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do, mine's, mine's short and sweet, so I'll do mine, and then we can all break for drinks while uh, while 34K gets ready for his his gameplay. So I, what did I do? Um, I started buying stuff for a main build that I'm working on. So my, a friend of my father-in-law's gave him a holler and said he had an arcade machine in his basement and he couldn't get the screen to work right or whatever, and he just wanted, I guess his wife wanted it out of there. So I paid him a visit, and it was a real nice, actually beautiful cab, real big, 25-inch, um, world-class bowling, I think it was, from, uh, what is it, Information Technologies or something like that. Um, brought it home and uh, looked at the remote board, and the horizontal pot was crushed. And so I just, you know, grabbed a pair of pliers and, and kind of straightened it all out, and bam, the monitor synced fine, and the image looked great. Um, so i just been in the process of buying... Um, joysticks and buttons and I think I've got an iPack 4 on the way and basically I just want to set it up um, I'm actually want to put it in the living room 
as opposed to up in the game room, and uh, just set it up with a you know nice main build so that we uh, you know family or when the kids come over whatever we can play games and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to putting all that together. Sweet. Cool. And with that, I'm going to get my drink. Me too. Awesome. Anybody else? I, I haven't gone yet. Has anybody else not gone yet? That has something to, that has something to actually talk about? Nope, I think you're up. Okay, I'll go ahead. Um, so I went and visited my um, my arcade guy, I guess, the, the one that lives like five or six hours away from me. Uh, I went up to visit my brother again and popped in uh, on Sunday to visit uh, this guy. And I picked up uh, a second Robotron from him. So I have two Robotrons here. Um, and that one is... Uh, I've got to do some body work on it, but it, it's... Fingers crossed, it's the one I'm hoping to trade for for another game, for another collector here that I'm not going to really mention yet. Um, and while I was there, uh, as usual, I like to just go through his parts. I mean, he's been working on games and stuff like that, I think, from maybe the 80s, maybe even the 70s, I'm not sure. And uh, so, yeah, he's he's kind of done with a lot of stuff. I cleared out like 50 games from his place, I think, and he's he does he has maybe a dozen games left. Uh, somebody's keeping. There's still some for sale, but he's starting to thin out. Uh, he wants to get rid of some parts and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we started going through his place, and I just started picking out a little pile of parts that I wanted, and he ended up giving me a, like a really awesome deal. So I got a nice little bin of uh, leaf joysticks. I got a big bin of buttons. I got some uh, pole position shifters, uh, some other Atari four-way shifter that we're not really even sure what it's from. Um, he gave me a battle zone control panel, um, some bezel shrouds, or some monitor shrouds. Um, what else did I get in my pile of parts? Um, crap already. Huh? I said, holy crap already. Yeah. Uh, oh, this, this is not even a, a fraction of what he has. Uh, oh, one of the funny things that happened was I was telling him about, and I think I might have told you guys about this, um, that there was a guy who picked up a Space Encounters um, locally, and uh, it was not working, but he was going to get John Stukes to fix it, and I was, um, you know, I, I was hoping I could pick it up from him, but with John Stukes working on it, I know that's easily like three to 400 bills, uh, which is the game, in my opinion, is not worth that, so... Um, I, I was kind of bummed that I never had a chance to get in the Space Encounters, although it is for sale now. Um, and so I was just mentioning this to uh, this guy up there, and he just started laughing. And I, I was like, well, what? And he goes, oh, he goes, I trashed uh, Space Encounters a number of years ago before I met you. But he goes, but I think I still have the control panel out back in um, a burn pile. And I think I have the, the bezel, the cardboard bezel in here. And I think I have the strobe light boards. Uh, and I think I have the PCB boards. So we started going around, and lo and behold, I got the whole control panel with the, the joystick that goes in and out. Um, I got the cardboard bezel um, for around the monitor. Uh, he had the, the PCB board set, but I didn't grab it just because my truck was getting filled up with parts already, so I, I only had so much room. Um, so, yeah, he had, he had all the parts. If I basically have 
you know, the plans for a space encounter, I could probably build a space encounter from scratch. Although, again, I'm not really sure if it's worth it or not to do that. Uh, I got a whole bunch of power supplies. Um, they gave me a bunch of midway power supplies, a bunch of AR2 power supplies. Um, some for parts, some easily to rebuild. There was no, like, burning on them uh, whatsoever. Um, what else did I get? Oh, I got a um, Nintendo Versus uh, fully populated control panel. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff, too. I can't remember now off the top of my head, but all of that, 50 bucks. Huh. You so, got ripped off. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually I had offered him even more for the stuff, and he he lowered it down. I just hopefully you know as a favor because I had helped move a bunch of games for him. Um, but no, really, really super nice guy. He actually might even be watching tonight. Uh, he he was interested in watching, and I told him one if he wanted to one day. Hopefully he's listening. Uh, maybe to even come on and tell some stories and give some tips and tricks for fixing stuff. So he's uh, got every gizmo and gadget, including uh, crafty or. Uh, TPG, he ordered one after I talked to, talked it up one day. And uh, he has every single gadget and gizmo and fixing these things that you can imagine. Um, and he does board repairs. I think I maybe mentioned this last week or the week before that I was going to ask him if he'd be interested in doing board repairs because he can pretty much fix anything. And uh, he, he was uh, very happy to, to have the offer, but you know, politely blocked because he said it's just way too much work for her. You know, time-wise, to to get stuff done, and he's just kind of too busy doing other stuff. So, and that kind of is part of the why he wanted to get rid of a lot of stuff. Um, so, a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff still to go. I mean, oh, I also picked up a. Sorry, I forgot. I also picked up a. He completely rebuilt um, an Easy Twenty. Uh, so I got that as well, and I think he still has like seven or eight of those, and probably. In his basement that he's working on, 50 or 60 monitors, he's probably got four or so 6100s. Uh, he's got a two or three black and white vector. He's got a 13-inch vector. Um, and then I went up to his kind of attic over his garage, and, I mean, he had so many more monitors up there that he kind of just, I don't know, forgot about, or they're just kind of thrown in the piles. There's so much, I would say another 20 or 30 monitors up there. Uh, if anybody's interested in, like, Apple Macintoshes, like the little computers, I mean, maybe 60 or 70 of them that he has in his place. Uh, old Commodore 64s, he's got a whole bunch of those. He's got a full mainframe uh, in his house. That Some of those Commodores make awesome monitors for um, um, for test benches and whatnot. Yeah, I've got one of those. i got a stereo one, but he's got the full... I don't know if he has many monitors or not. I can't remember, but he has the the whole computer with tons of disks and, uh, you know, 1541 drives and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, he just, he's, he worked in telecom kind of his whole life and uh, just collected stuff. I mean, out back where he has his piles of, he's basically burnt all the cabinets over the years because he had so many cabinets that he had to get rid of the cabinets, but he, he pulled every single part off of these things. And even then, a lot of, like, JAMA control panels ended up going out in the back because he's kind of on an orchard or a farm. And uh, so I, that's where I went traipsing through there, and we found the, the Space Encounter um, panel. And he had a whole bunch of other JAMA ones. He had a whole bunch of, like, midway cocktail control panels, but they were, they were JAMA'd. Um, 
And then off kind of in the distance, maybe 50 or 75 feet away, there was this huge mound of PCB boards. And I was like, well, what the hell are all those? And, uh, like, literally there was a car beside it, and the pile was, like, higher than the roof of the car. Oh, what a probably, shame. And probably 16 <laughs> feet in diameter. And, no, they're not arcade boards. He kept all his arcade oh, boards. Okay. Like, when I first met him, he had, like, a, like a 1,000 arcade boards. He still has, like, three or 400 arcade boards. No, his job with telecom was to go around to all the cities in our province and upgrade their systems, and he was in charge of it, so he was told to destroy all the boards that were there. And so what he did is he did that. He destroyed all the boards, but before he did that, he pulled every single EEPROM out of every single one of the boards, thousands and thousands mm -hmm. of boards. And I mentioned this before in the past. So he has, like, filing cabinets... And I thought he had one filing cabinet full, but I went there now, and there's, like, two filing cabinets, this, like, ten-drawer thing, all labeled with all these chips in it. And uh, he gave me another, like, stack of, I don't know, probably 10, 10 or 15 tubes of uh, EEPROMs for nothing, basically. Um, so, yeah, he, it was it just one of those things where he just couldn't throw any of that stuff away, and now, you know all the stuff from the 80s that it's harder to get these days and it's also costing more. He has a boatload of it. Uh, all one-time use from telephone systems, basically. Good friend to have. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, some of the games I, I, I got out of his place and, and sold... I, I basically sold a lot of them to Seattle collectors because I know there's a lot of Seattle collectors who are looking for them and they're also guys that will step up and pay the money. Because, um, you know, he wasn't getting rid of things cheap. He fixed everything up. Everything was 100% working. Might have needed some cosmetic work, but I mean, there's Lunar Landers and Omega Races and Star Castles and Armor with an Armor Attack. Um, you know, all the classics, Asteroids, Galagas, Asteroids Deluxe. There, I mean, it was everything, but there's there's a few rare ones. That's where I got my turkey shoot from. Uh, that sort of thing, but uh, yeah, no, awesome, awesome guy to have. Super, super nice guy. And I just like going there and hanging out and talking shop with them. Actually, it's it's pretty cool. So that's what I did on my Sunday. Uh, I wish I could go up there more often, but like I said, he's like six hours away from me. So there you go. That's what I did. I don't know if we had. Do we have anybody else to pass along to? Uh, I haven't gone yet. All right. Oh yeah. Any news on the track and field? Um. Yeah. So the board, I put the uh, the monitor I bought, I put it in, and still no red. However, that monitor, it's not even firing red. Like the tubes, the um, the neck board's not even sending red to the guns or sending power to it. And for some strange reason, I'm sure Buffett's going to know the answer to this right away. There's a strong ozone smell coming from around the flyback area. He might be sleeping. So you're so saying what, you're, you so what tested, causes ozone? <laughs> you tested the boards, and there's there there is voltage coming out of the PCB board. As well, it's fluctuating. The voltmeter's fluctuating between zero and one volts. I'm not sure if that's my crappy voltmeter that's at the end of its lifespan, or if it's just the board putting that's out. That's probably about right because I don't think there's all that much red. Yeah, there's like the a little field screen, anyways, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Well, those are the red two, the two red tracks that they run on, 
and in the title screen there's a little bit of red in the word field. So there wouldn't be much red, hence why I ought to wait for a craft. Right, so, so, so one volt one volt is is probably okay. I mean the more red there is, the higher the voltage, right? Yeah. Um so I mean did you did you test like the like the red transistor? Uh I haven't I, I just I just for the red the, circuit. Um I haven't uh, on that monitor I haven't I um haven't taken the chassis out of it yet to see what's going on so I can get to the neck board and bring it over to the soldering area as opposed to working on it standing up. Right. The, also, the, the easiest thing to do is just to swap transistors. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. It's on the list of things to do for probably tomorrow. But there's also yeah. a smell of uh, ozone coming off of it. So yeah, is that I a new know. flyback? It's coming from... Uh, so, say that again? Is it a brand new flyback? No, it would be uh, the existing one. And and the monitor you recapped it and everything though, right? Uh, not that one. This is the one that I bought that the guy said need a little work, probably just a cap kit. But uh, if it's not producing red, it's probably more than a cap kit. I'm thinking, or maybe. Yeah, I mean, your first thing in order of business is always do a cap kit. But if there is absolutely zero red, then. Yeah, it sounds like there's like a transistor or something out. Yeah, and uh, what what causes the ozone smell? Is that the flyback going out or? Well, that's tough because electronics can sometimes just kind of have an ozone-y kind of smell. Yeah, it's it's really it's kind of like a non-specific uh, symptom. Yeah, that sucks. It's like really pungent, like to the point where I thought something was going to either blow up or fizzle out. Yeah, well, well it never it never hurts to buy to order a deluxe kit and get a get yeah, a but, new flyback as well. Yeah, does uh, Bob Roberts sell that for it's a it's a uh, is it a Vision Pro? I forget what the monitor is. Yeah, I believe he sells those. What the hell's it? Yeah, it's a Vision Pro 1901. So the other one would be uh, contact uh, Ian Kellogg and see yeah, if he got him. Yeah, but he uh, Kellogg would have. Um, <clears throat> The uh, flybacks as well. I don't know, but I mean, you know, so you've got the three options, right? You've got Bob, you've got Buffett, and you've got Ian. Those are all really good options for for cap kits. Yeah, now, Buffett's, <laughs> Buffett's sleeping. Otherwise, he might be making a sale. Yeah. <laughs> and the the other funny thing is, um, the chassis for that tube has a different number series. It says twenty. It's a, it says something like twenty nine something. This is what I get for not being prepared. Actually, on the on the tube itself. Yeah, because the the frame of the monitor. Oh yeah, the, I mean the tube the tube chassis number or the tube the numbers on the tube won't match anything. Their tubes are just kind of random like that. Well, it's not the like the where it says uh, that it's a twenty nine oh one is on the side of the frame, but on the board, it's oh. calling it a twenty nine oh one. You just said 2901 twice. <laughs> I was like, was that me, or did you just say the same number twice? <laughs> yeah, I did. So it, it's a 1901 that's okay. on the frame, but it says 2901 on the... Did I fuck up again? But you're just saying it's a sticker on the side of the frame? Yeah. yeah I wouldn't worry about that. Okay, so a, a board that's labeled 1901 will drive a 19-inch monitor, or a... 2901 will drive. Yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a half vision pro, right? Yeah. Okay. 
You can get parts for those things. It's not. It's not a big deal. I've got like a new unboxed one kicking around here somewhere. That's not even an original monitor for that game, so no, probably yeah, exactly. in an older frame. Yeah, they well could be. It could be. I mean, it came the whole monitor came with the tubes and everything normally, but yeah, and they're fairly new. That I don't know why you'd swap it out for a different one, but I well, mean, had, weirder things have happened. That's for sure. Yeah, they had weird mounts though. Well, it all depends on. Yeah, once I get the TPG, I'll know if it's the board that's not uh, sending signal, or if there's something wrong on the uh, chassis somewhere on the on the uh, one of the signal areas. Yeah, I mean, basically, what that's going to do is just take the the uh, certainly your board and everything out of the equation. Yeah, you, know, you have to be out driving the video. Yeah, I mean, if you, like I said, if you're getting like between zero and one volt when you're testing the red out of the board, that should be fine for the amount of red that's on the screen. Yeah, but my voltmeter also gets a lot of uh, phantom voltage. So like when it's jumping from point uh, or point one to point zero, I'm kind of wondering if that's a phantom coming from my meter because it's been abused, we'll say. So, so what colors are you getting on the monitor? On the Vision Pro, I'm getting everything except red. And uh, well, I'm not getting red on either of them, but on the one that's in here now, um, it'll, I can drive the red up high with the adjustment knobs but the game won't keep the red where it needs to be. Have you tried taking the, 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 the blue signal that goes to the monitor and just swapping that with the red? Since you know that it's the game that the PCB is driving blue, have you the, tried like the actual, that, the actual the red connector pin. The huh. I you actually pu punch the, the red and blue yeah. pins out of the connector and swap them. And there's, there's no risk of it like blowing up no, because no. it's just yeah. So it's taking the blue signal from your PCB, which you know is good because you're seeing blue signal, and yeah. then you're sending that to the red gun of the monitor. So rather than you know whatever would show up normally blue on the screen, it would show up red. If it doesn't show up at all, well then you know it's a monitor issue. That's actually yeah. a pretty good idea. Yeah, there's. I do that sometimes no... when I when I only have one input or something like that, and I just want to make sure that all three guns are firing. I'll just you know move them over. Well, especially if you have like a TPG, that makes it really really easy to tell. Hmm. Because you might not know what colors are in the game, but if you have a pattern generator, yeah. then it really shows up. Yeah, and it will help with tuning the, keeping the monitor in tune too. Just making sure that it works or uh, that's focused in right. Yeah, and it's also an easy test because you don't have to, you know, zap the tube or anything like that. You just pull the the connector off and swip, swipe the pins around and then put it back in again. Real wishing I bought that pin puller now. Yes, those are handy. Oh, I'm so buying one of those now. Okay, so I will. Uh, I want to try to maybe just be able to do that right now and see what happens. Cool. Well, let's uh, go. We might be getting. Uh, just so you guys know, we might be getting someone coming on here asking. I had somebody tweeting me all week, asking me if they could come on and ask a monitor question. Uh, and I've sent him the link, but uh, so far he has not come on. So. Did you let him know the monitor guy has gone to bed? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, th I think I'm sure the rest of us... Uh, oh. Someone's just messaging me again. Someone's telling me that my, my message was in Spanish. Um, okay. Yeah, weird. 
Um, I think the collective, you know, amongst us, we could probably figure out what the issue might be. I'm sure we've all worked with monitors a little bit. If nothing else, I can make up some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this show becomes some like car talk for fucking computer, uh, you know, monitors and, <laughs> and shit. Weird. My wife is telling me that the tweet that I sent out to this guy was in Spanish. How the hell did that happen? Something I'm looking you at. Tell it, us? I'm looking at it right now, and it's not in Spanish. So I'm not really sure what's going what's going on there. So all this time I've understood Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> you bilingual. Cool. You didn't even my know mind it. is blown. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. No wonder my wife's giving me weird looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's not here. If he comes in, we'll let him fire off a, a question. But, uh, Andrew, are you... Unless there's somebody else, have we missed anybody yet? Oh, he still has his clothes on, it looks like. <gasps> I thought you played Rastin naked. I don't know why. Is that is that Pee Wee Herman's bike? Uh, eh, kind of, but not really. All right, you are being presented, Mr. Andrew. All right, well, let me just do some stuff. I'm going to hopefully make it a little bit easier for you guys to see, so I'm going to hide the uh, video so there's a little bit less reflection. All right, so uh, just do a quick intro. Um, so this is actually the Japanese version of the board. Uh, so it's Rastin Saga. I actually kind of like playing it a little bit better just because it actually has the full story, whereas the U.S. version doesn't really tell any of the story. Um, is that the one I sent you, Andrew? This one might be, yeah. Okay. Um, this is the uh, the what I call the, uh, the Easy ROM version, so the bats... Um, when they converge on you, uh, they only converge from the sides as opposed to um, every corner of the screen. Uh, that really only affects one one tiny little part of the game if you're if you're not doing like point pressing or anything like that. So uh, basically, this is is still the game. The one little difference, but that's uh, one point in the game. I'll even I can even point it out for you. It's on the first level. Um, I'm not going to be doing high score runs here. Um, you guys don't want to sit here and watch me do it. It's actually kind of boring. <laughs> uh, I'm literally just going to jam through the game pretty much as fast as I can. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, I got a quick question before you start. Like, what's yeah. what's your background with this game? Like, do you did you play this a lot as a as a kid? I mean, because obviously you're kind of a guru at this. <laughs> well, so. This was one of the games uh, we had in the arcade that I, I played a lot in uh, high school. So this is one of the games uh, that I played before I went to work um, at the movie theater. And the way it started, actually, was a, a buddy of mine at the time who used to hang out with me in the arcade. Um, you know, neither of us had a lot of money. So what we'd do is if one of us had a quarter, uh, that person would start a game of Rastan and play the first guy. And then whoever didn't have the quarter uh, would play the second guy. And then the, the guy who dropped the quarter would play the third guy. And if you got an extra guy, then, then the second, second guy got to play twice. Okay. Um, cool. And it was, what's kind of funny about it, uh, a little piece of trivia that I didn't find out actually until club, but uh, we would never continue because, of course, the idea is to make the games last as long as possible. So you, you want to play the, you, you know, the levels all over again rather than starting from someplace that's already hard. Um, but this game has, uh, it has six levels, and... Uh, you can't continue on the last level, but I never knew that because <laughs> I never continued. 
yeah. Uh, my current high score on it is... Oh, I could look it up real quick. It's silver a million. Jeez. Uh, 1,171,100. Um, I could see... And that's that's without, like, stupid point pressing. That's not like doing asteroids trick where you just sit there and shoot the spaceship over and over again. Because there are places in this game where I think you could do that, and I think that the Galloping Ghost uh, high score on Arcade, which is close to 2 million, I'm pretty sure they were doing a whole hell of a lot of They had to do a whole hell of a lot of it. When I jam through this game, uh, start to finish, uh, typical high, uh, by typicals and score will be between 700 and 800,000. Um, so clearly, they were hanging around doing a lot of just killing the same thing over and over again. Because the, the game will continue to spawn bad guys over and over and over again. So anyway, I'm a little dubious about that score on there and like the, the rules behind this game. Because if that's the case, then I could sit here literally for like marathon the game, basically, in a couple of areas where it would be really, really easy just to sit here and do, you know, kill the same impy little guy with one hit over and over and over again. But that's not the way I like to play. So uh, that 1.17 million, or 1. Yeah, 1.17, uh, that was playing the game uh, slowly... So, like, doing stuff like waiting for every power-up to go away before I get the next power-up, even though I'm already there. So that was just kind of slowly playing the game, not uh, not doing the, the uh, asteroid spaceship trick. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and just uh, fire it up. You guys, uh, if the, I don't know what's going to do with the sound. It's gonna be, it might be too loud. We'll just we'll see, I guess. I like the sound. I like the death scenes. Was this a dedicated, or was it just a JAMA conversion? It's just a JAMA conversion, yeah. So it's a JAMA, it's a JAMA kit. It actually, there is no dedicated cabinet for it. Um, it was just a 87 Taito JAMA kit that they put out for their games to kind of reinvigorate old cabinets. Uh, yeah. So actually, it's funny, too. So I'll, I actually do die every now and then, but uh, usually it's, like, stupid stuff. Um, and people always say, oh, the game is so hard. It's actually the, the first level is the hardest level of the whole game. No kidding? Well, it, they give you very, very little health. And the guys do a lot of damage. So if you do fuck up and get hit, it's like, you, you know, it's not unusual for me to die in the first level. So that tells you something. That makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Dramatic. And I'll, I'll, I'll let the story, the cutscenes play and everything. So this, the cutscene uh, that's about to play, that's not in the U.S. version at all. Oh. Like oh. This. It's pretty awesome here. Get ready. Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> this is like Mystery Science Theater on, on top of game <laughs> Totally is. Except the YouTubers can't, uh, can't see us. Such great sounds. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I love it. (laughs) 
can't hear you very well. I hear you talking, but I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah, I think you said it was, Steve, that it was just like the intros and stuff were different? Yeah, all, all of the uh, cutscenes in between the levels are different in the U.S. version. Um, they just say the same thing. It says, like, you're a brave warrior for completing such a difficult level or something like that. Whereas this one, it actually tells the full story of him and going and kill the dragon and everything. That's awesome. Somebody needs to remix that shit right there. That's great. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been this far in this game. <laughs> Me neither. Ooh, look at that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just butt rape them. <laughs> I love how the music changes here, too. Ooh. Intense. Holy crap. The giant. Scared. So this is the part where the bats come out no matter what you do. And normally there'll be bats everywhere. They'll just come out the sides. So there's one one group right there and then there's one other group over here. Did you ever clarify which one is the one that has the the world record scorings? Yeah, it's the US version. I think that has the uh, it's the harder rounds. As a kid, I'd be shitting bricks right now. The, the music would scare the crap out of me. Okay, yeah. Whoa. So, like oh, you, no. that's different. Look just like you, man. Have <laughs> you ever tried walking like that? <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> There's as many muscles as this guy's got, he probably can't walk any other way. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
What's the best weapon in this game? I suppose. Are there any ones that you avoid? I'm going with no on that one. This gets intense. That weapon looks like the best weapon. Yeah. Turn, turns into a shoot 'em up. Did you take damage there? I don't think he can hear you. What's that? I'm wondering if you took damage at that last little uh, 10 seconds ago. It looked like he almost got hit. Sorry, I can't. How many games have flying fish in them? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> there's actually a glitch in the game here. I can crash it. Here, if you wander around in that level right there, where I just crashed through, it'll actually crash the game board. What? Really? I've ever played, does it? Jeez. I want my quarter back. Seriously. <laughs> sound when the boss appears. No music, I mean. Is it just me or do the bosses seem weaker than like the regular enemies? Uh, you gotta know exactly how to hit them. Oh, okay. Hey, hey brother Gak. Hey, what's up, guys? How uh, much Andrew's yeah. just doing a little run-through <laughs> on uh, Rastin for us. He's nice. He looks really easy. Yeah, of course. 
that when I got harassed in a couple years back off Craigslist, um, it, it pretty much played fine, but there's like this one level. I think it's like a downhill slide, and then you have to jump over lava or something like that. I just kept dying and dying and dying. I was like, what the fuck's up with this? And it, it's because the joystick was set as a four-way. <laughs> you cannot make that jump with a four-way stick. But uh, once I set it to eight-way, I was like, holy shit, I can jump like way further. <laughs> it's, it's a huge difference. Yeah, I love this game. This would make a great soundtrack for Halloween. Right. <laughs> Play this at your house. You know what sucks is that I, I just can't believe how crappy the sequel is to this. <laughs> this was such a great game, and then the, the sequel is just... It just looks so cheesy and cartoony, and it's uh, like two players at once. I don't know if you guys played that one before or not. Is it roughly 500,000 when you get all the way to the end? If you're like really good and efficient about it? So I've got a question for me. Sure. <laughs> is it roughly like 500,000-ish if you can make it to the end efficiently? Uh, between 7 and 8. Oh, 7 and 8, okay. I'm really surprised they never made a um, free play, that they didn't even ever make this as a free play option. It seems like any game after, any game after like, what, 84, 85, seems like they all had free play. For some reason, this one doesn't. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles doesn't have free play. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Weird. I don't, I don't know, know really. Yeah, I don't know if Simpsons does either. Yeah, makes you wonder. Yeah. Up and then you got all those freaking bats attacking you.
This is actually the hardest boss for me, is this one, this level. Hmm. What stage is this now? Like four or five? Four. Four. Dressed as uh, Rastin for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "Oh, you went as uh, um, what's his Conan. name?" Conan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm Rastin. I think Andrew should cosplay <laughs> Rath- Rastin at Grinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Little we'll cosplay at Grinkers. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? If anybody cosplay at Grinkers, I think we should kick their asses out. <laughs> oh, that's I think cosplayers. Hey, we had we had I don't know, it was probably like six months ago. I had a, a person call me up and they said, "Hey, we'd like to book a party at Grinkers." And I said, "Okay, yeah, that sounds good." And they had called the staff, and normally the staff books all the parties, right? And this person wanted to talk to me. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, the, the staff's available, so no problem. And they're like, well, are you okay if um, people come in costume? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And he's like, okay, well, they're going to come in, like, costume, like, mascot costumes. And I was like, dude, you're telling me you guys are, like, a bunch of, of uh, furries are going to come. Have a party, right? And he's like, "Oh yeah, you know furries." And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna have like thirty or forty people uh, all furried out come to Grinkers and have a party." And he did, dude. No, I you're not. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't. I wasn't there for it because I was. It was like a weekday. It was like a Thursday or something. But uh, the I asked uh, the girls that were working. How to how how to go? And they said, uh, "Oh, it went good." And I said, "Well, do they do they like take their masks off and like talk?" <laughs> um, and she said, "Well, some some of them did, but most of them just stayed furries the whole time." Wow, weird. Yeah, it was really weird. I wasn't expecting that. It, it probably started to smell in that place after a while. Oh, gosh, yeah. I just realized this game doesn't have a timer. That's a good thing. <laughs> or, or is the timer well, the bats? Yes. The timer the bats, bats, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
guy can be a dick at times. Like now. Keith coming at you. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes I'll lose a guy or two on him. Oh, nice. At least it continues you right there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucked here. Holy Give him the knees. Get him. <laughs> oh. I've lost all my power up, so it's a lot harder. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I challenge you to a duel. Talk about your quarter munchers at this level. Seriously, this normally it's not that big. This is not that big of a deal. So, I said, he's definitely the hardest, but uh, I'm having nice. a really difficult time with him. Dragon punch him. Sorry, Rukin. <laughs> Alright, so I have no guys left. And shit for health right now. Can you earn any more? Is this the last? You can't almost touch anything. Is this the last world? Uh, one more. Okay. So you can continue here anyways. It's uh, I could, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not gonna. Well, I guess I could if you guys really want to see the end. Uh, if I fuck up. That's a good chance I won't. How many lives do you have left? I'd, this is it. This is it. This is right. Can you gain any more extra lives? Answer me. <laughs> I'm sorry. This like I said, the speaker's like right in my ears. Uh, Andrew, if you can hear me, can you earn any more extra lives? Uh, yeah. I'll get an extra one at uh, I think five hundred thousand. Bonus. Yeah, this is the jump where you can't make it with a four-way stick. Yeah, you have to get a jump into the right. I was like, what in the hell? This is impossible. And I kept continuing, continuing. And then, then finally figured out it's the freaking joystick. Get the flaming sword of awesomeness. <laughs> get it, get it. Power yes. up. Go! Fuck. Oh. <laughs> I guess I did have one more left. Way to leave us hanging. <laughs> I don't pay you to lie to me. <laughs> I'm canceling my subscription. <laughs> They do trap you in these fucked up spots like this here where you just don't have a choice but to just jump into it. Yeah. The down sword thing works to some degree, but not perfectly. Wow. I love the background. Mm -hmm. Just think if like they had a dedicated cabinet for this with like full side art. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be kind of badass. That would have come down. Oh, 
It's like the best move in a game. <laughs> yeah, the downward thrust. Yeah. <laughs> Get like out. I can Raston. This castle can be kind of a bitch sometimes. Oh, like that. that you get an extra life out then? Yeah, you blew it at 500,000. Okay, so you got an extra life at 500,000. Ooh, look at this thing. Oh. Is his hair different there? It didn't even look like him. He loses a little bit of it every uh, level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feel my downward thrust. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
platforms just blend in with those clouds. Yeah. We don't know is that Andrew's actually blindfolded right now. <laughs> going by sound. easy. I don't know. Oh, it's, it is easy. Yeah. <laughs> I get... Don't even pass the first level there, the first section. Look at that stride. He's, he's going back to Hobbiton. Actually, I love this music. Bow, bow. It's actually kind of... You should have this animation where he's walking like he does in the game. Side angle with his legs crossing. Hardware. Two words. Hardware. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a fashion design. You just did the one sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> he did the he did the who who. <laughs> and then you get a little flourish here at the end. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. And he tells the, this is the last little bit here. That's so much the end of Conan. Conan. Yeah, Conan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Hmm. Where have I seen this before? When you put your yeah. four in, it actually says round <laughs> all when you actually finish it. 
And that's not where I got my name, but... <laughs> there you go. Braston. Crazy. Yeah. Nice job, man. Nice job. Yeah, good job. Thanks. Nice. Now we've seen Akuma go down and Raston be beaten. <laughs> so, hey, Andrew, you were saying that when you were a kid, you guys would share one quarter and you'd take turns. Yeah. How old were you when you finished it for the first time? <laughs> oh, uh... <laughs> nice. Where'd that one come from? Oh, oh, I know where that came from. <laughs> like three seconds ago, dude. <laughs> One of the many times that the 34K died. Oh, that's like my favorite part of the whole game. Oh my god, it's the beer. I was probably I don't know 16 or so when I beat it the first time. How old were you when you first started playing it? Oh. I started going to the arcade there um, when I was uh, 13, 12 and 13. So you beat it when you were 16. You met your wife when you were 17. <laughs> no, no, much closer together. She watched me and I was playing. She finds that shit sexy. Oh yeah. Weird. We have uh, we have zero viewers right now. Someone messaged me and told me that like the YouTube feeds down. Raston killed it. Uh, it's still live for me when I refresh the screen. Oh, but it's actually way delayed or something. Huh? Maybe oh, yeah, you have, you have to refresh it. That was wow. probably me, sorry. It was just too much Raston. Maybe for... too much Raston. Maybe, maybe we got uh, copyright infringed. Yeah, well, I guess that's possible. <laughs> All right, uh, while you were playing, we had two uh, people showing up here. Uh, Chris Gak Attack. What up, Howdy, guys? And uh, Matt Blind Dog is, is that Blind Dog? for the first time. It is. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we still, am I still presenting, Andrew? I don't no. think so. No, nope. I don't think so. Okay, no, it's just me. Um, so... We had a little question that we were asking everybody at the start of the show, uh, you guys. So if you guys want to um, take on that question, the question is, if you had to get rid of all of your games for whatever reason and you were allowed to keep one, and it can't be like a multi, like a 16-in-1 or a MAME or something like that, what would be the one game that you would keep in your in your place? Oof. You have to already own it, right? You have to already own it. It already has to be a part of your collection. It can't be like a grail. So let's go. Let's do. Let's go. Uh, Gak first, and then we'll go to to Matt after. All right. Well, uh, I own it, but it's not complete at the moment. <laughs> I, I would probably go Zookeeper. Nice. That's uh, when it comes down to. Uh, I play the most of my games myself by myself. <laughs> so my my number two would be Super Sprint because my kids. Yeah, you know, we play it. that. That's the second most played, or would be the second most played game. So. Cool. Yep. And uh, Matt? Uh, well, a little history on me is most of my games are the black and white, so I the Sprint Sprint one 
is a good one, so I, I think I'd go with Sprint 2 myself. I really like my Pin Pong because that's a hard one to get. You don't see many of those. But uh, I really like playing Sprint 2. What did you say it's called? Pin Pong? Pin Pong. 1974, uh, Atari's first attempt to make a video pinball game. Huh. Sweet. Had it as my avatar for a little bit. Now it's a, it's a breakout now. Cool. Yeah, if you guys don't know Matt, uh, yeah, he's a big black and white collector from Seattle area. I'm liking that blue shark in the background. Uh, yeah. It's a midway sea wolf right next to that too. You can't see, but nice. Yeah. So how many black and whites do you have, Matt? Uh, is it bad if I can say I don't know? <laughs> That's a good problem to have. Yeah. I think you have more than anybody I've ever met. I think I'm around 35 or so. Uh, this just strictly black and whites, midways, Ataris, uh, some of the other. I have a couple. I have a Gremlin. And yeah, it's probably about. I have all together probably about 43 games. I think that's about right. And then at least a quarter of that is black and whites. So you do have some. So you do have some other stuff. I do. I have a sit-down spy hunter. Uh, Defender was the one that kind of started my collection. Or not Defender. Stargate was the one that just, that started my collection. And um, have a couple vectors in there too. The asteroids on the other side and a rip-off and armor attack. What three is black and whites? Um, I guess it was because I did, is this the interview? I, I, the, <laughs> I on. Uh, the I started with the main cabinet. I was one of those people, and I, I had all the games that I I I I'm, I was born in '74, so my arcade time was about '81, '80, somewhere around the early '80s. But I missed out on playing all the black and whites. I never really got a chance to uh, to try them. And when I got the MAME, I was able to play the more common ones like the Donkey Kong and the and and Pac-Man and all those. And I just kind of gravita- uh, gravitated to the ones that I didn't get to play. And then I really enjoyed started to enjoy the black and whites, and it just kind of grew from there. Nice. Yeah, I think there there's. Starting to make a kind of a, a comeback to black and whites. I know there's a lot of people starting to seek those things out. Yep, it seems that way, which is cool. The, um, the drag race equivalent of Sprint Two. What's it called? Drag race. Drag race. Do you have one of those? I do. Yep. I really want. Yeah. If you ever get a line on another drag race, I, I, that's one of my wants for sure. Yeah. You should come yeah, to see. If you come to the Seattle show or Tacoma show, Steve, I yeah, I bring because uh, Matt always has his games there. Yeah, I pretty much bring. I usually bring about fifteen or sixteen of my my games there, black and whites. Drag Race has definitely been there. Nice. It's one you don't see too often. Do you have a, a tank or a tank two? I have a tank. Now, it, I was trying to figure out the difference between the two. What's what is that? That's actually a question I don't. I don't know. They seem exactly the same to me. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because one came out later, or maybe it's uh came out in the the smaller cabaret style. I don't, I don't know. know. I know a lot of the games. What do you have? 
I have a tank. I have a cocktail tank. Nice. I have a tank two cabinet, but it's completely empty. I just bought it because it was fifty bucks, and it was it's like cabaret size, so I thought it was cool. Yeah, that was the other reason I probably stuck to a lot of black and whites. Is I can get them for I used to be able to get them for cheaper. And uh, yeah, and yeah, uh, okay. I like them, so that worked out. What the fuck, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's Jimmy Carter. <laughs> or David Letterman. How um, does he find all of these things every single time? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What's going on with, with Jimbo? <laughs> He's got some nice one right there. Shark attack going on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a pirate over here, Mikey. That's funny. It's too bad he can't see the beer. What's that? If, only, if only it was smart enough where he could see the beer as I'm drinking. Instead, my head just turns inside like this. <laughs> that, that, that chick behind you's got a pretty nice butt. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Oh my! These must be the advanced features I know nothing about yet. Uh, these are just for my actually. Um, orange Every too. Rose <laughs> as it's Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the orange you, rip here, his mouth changed. <laughs> you son of a bitch. No, no. Orange whip, you can actually change. Um, you can do the alien and the cat and all that stuff with yours because it's just uh, the built-in controls for <laughs> for the cam. <laughs> there must be a masking tool in, inside Google Hangouts, I assume, that Adam's using. <laughs> Oh, that was a smooth transition there. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I've been saving that clip for so long. <laughs> you have no idea. Did I have, was I muted that whole time? No. No, no. no. We heard you singing. <laughs> yeah, I got that when you did a um, Arcade Impossible, I think. You remember that? Like four shows back? Yeah. And I just happened to catch it at the right spot. I know. I still wish we got Steve when he was snoring. That was awesome. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been waiting for you, Steve. Have a couple more break, uh, beer. You're going to record it this time, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we were recording the last time. We just didn't have you full screen. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So Adam couldn't do right, any of his uh, stuff. Last time you said, or earlier you said that you got your 720 fixed. What was wrong with it? Uh, it's just a power supply issue. I just changed out the power supply and it came right back to life. Nice. Yeah, those are always you nice. good at that game? I can usually finish it. Um, I wouldn't. I'm not definitely not like Jeff C territory. Finish it though. So that that's what four levels, right? It's going through uh, the, 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 uh, all the parts four times, yeah. So then you're better than uh, Joe. Joe can't finish it? I thought he, I thought he could. Oh, I, th I thought 
I thought his high score was only like after like the. Well, maybe he can. I don't know. Maybe I heard that wrong. I think like just finishing it. Like I, I've never really tried for points. I know Jeff plays for points. I you know like whenever we were playing, like we always were talking about like can you finish the game and again how much time can you spend playing it and then uh, we were always going for metal scores, so which is a totally different way to play. But like, I think my my high score finishing it even is is like two hundred and fifty thousand something like that. They're not like crazy high. Not like, I think Jeff's up in the four hundreds. Wow, Adam, you're gonna appreciate this. Uh, my wife just messaged me and said she went onto the Roku, and on our live uh, YouTube feed on Roku, it had this. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on a minute. Hold on. Look <laughs> 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 here now. <laughs> oh boy! Is that his finger, or is he holding something in his hand there? <laughs> yeah, definitely my finger. <laughs> Why is it always me? That's <laughs> 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 good. <laughs> I just totally spit beer out. There's something wrong with your. There's something wrong with your red tent there, Jim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little taller than you. Red tent. It's isosceles. Oh yeah. That's classic. Oh man. I literally just like spit beer out like all over the monitors <laughs> and my screen, laughing at myself. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually watching. That? I'm watching the YouTube uh, <coughs> channel, which is like a good thirty seconds to a minute behind us, and it's just I'm just dying laughing over here looking at this stuff. <laughs> yeah, we have we have a lot of the viewers. Actually, times. I think it must have it must have died at some point here. Yeah, it did actually. Uh, um, I think I don't know if the end at the end of that game I think got cut out actually. Oh, weird. I'm so, I'm so easily amused. At... <laughs> I know. <laughs> you missed the slow walk. Um, so, uh, Chris and Adam, you guys were sitting, it looked like you were trying to work on the, the track and field there or something? Yeah, you know, because I, I was wondering if it was just a transistor, because usually the RGB signals, the last, you know, point of contact before they um, get sent out and hit the monitor is a set of transistors, but um, it looks like uh, it's a little bit simpler than that. There's just a resistor network here. Let me share my screen. So this is the uh, <clears throat> this is the video circuitry portion for track and field, and I don't know if you guys can see this, but the oh, RGB is RGB is over here on the right side, mm -hmm. and there's just a you know a handful of resistors. Unfortunately, it doesn't tell you exactly where they are in the PCB, but you should be able to you know they're usually right next to the edge connector, so you should be able to identify them pretty quickly. So that would be on the upper board then. Uh, wherever the, uh, the I'm not familiar fuck? with the PCB stack. Is it there? Uh... <laughs> Hold on. Baby, what nubbies? Those eyes are a little Why are the eyes too much. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> Alright, I gotta turn it off because it's. Oh, man. It's disturbing me. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. It's a little baby whip. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's great. This is most, one of the most retarded freaking shows ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. I'm just discovering all these stupid things I can do with I my know. camera. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> uh, uh, where was I? Yeah, so I mean, there's four resistors here. I mean, if it were my board, the first thing I would do would probably be you know, just swapping some of these guys out because these are pennies apiece. And, um, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe something's causing an issue here. Like this 1K, for some reason, that's like yanking the signal to the ground. Right. You know, if there's... You know, then that's that could totally just take out your your R signal there. Um, but I don't know what the PCB stack looks like. I don't know if there's uh, if it's pretty distinct. There's a CPU PCB and a video PCB, or well, that says or, CPU uh, board on it. What's that? That says CPU board on the uh, Oh, okay. Chris, you're showing a board. But this 20 here, so this tells me it's pin 20 on the edge connector. You know, 18, 19, 20. Um, so if you could find that guy yeah. and just trace it back, uh, you, you'll probably find this immediately. You said it was pin pin 20. I don't have a pin 20. You don't have a pin I'm 20. Connector. And so it's oh, okay, yeah, yeah hold on. Uh, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, it looks like it's the last one. Are you, is that for a Jamma board? Uh, no, it's down here on the bottom. It says Century CPU board track and field. Okay, so it's on the CPU board. So that would be like a ten a ten pin connector, right? With double sides. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah. Okay, yep. my, my it's eighteen eighteen pins is what I have. It's like eighteen, and then um the other half of them all on the other side. Did it say a flat cable connector there? Or? Yeah, there's a flat cable connector on the previous schematic. Oh, two, two flat table cable connectors. One of those circles with the numbers in it are, are actually flat right. table oh, okay. connector. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, interesting. Okay, so this this is so these aren't going to the edge connector then. This is going to a flat cable connector that connects to two PCVs. Um, all right, so hold on a second. Then what else we got? Uh, man, this is looking horrible there. <clears throat> Yeah, it doesn't have the actual edge. I'm just not seeing it here. Well, like I have the same uh, printouts of those here somewhere, but there, mm -hmm. like there's pieces missing out of them. I think. Mm. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally prints. agree. I mean, this is about four pages worth, and that's it. I mean, you can see it runs off the edge here, and and it doesn't well, show any of that. They they all fit together, but like you can't. I can't make out uh, on one of the pages. It looks like a giant footprint. Yeah, that's the yeah. So what? Uh, maybe I can track it. What uh, resistors are? Does it say are right there beside each other? Uh, well, it doesn't give the doesn't give the lo resistor locations, but it says there's a one k, a four seventy, and a two twenty. And you have that same that same setup for uh, for pretty much all of them except for B. Two twenty. Blue. So red, red, brown. What's yellow? Is that four? Four, violet, brown, oh, and uh, I think I might. Uh, no, that's not it. Brown, black, red. 
I'm just looking for like giant packs of um, resistors here on these boards. Right. right yeah, I'm trying to make out where this chip is because it's probably close to this guy, but I can't see it. What? What's uh, six? Oh, what's three, that three, one? one? Uh, if that's one F, yeah. And it would yeah, be... I can't tell if it's 1F or 1... Yeah, I guess it might be 1F. Mm, so it's going to be on the big board. So 1F is definitely not it. Okay, hold on. I think I actually have found them. If that is location 1F... No, 1F doesn't have anything in that grid... Jesus Christ. How do you understand all this stuff, Adam? Uh, I just I, well, I went to college to be an electrical engineer, and so the, the first thing they teach you is all, is all the simple stuff, capacitors, resistors, and whatnot. And then um, by the time you hit your sophomore year, you're doing digital electronics, which is all the crap that's on the left, you know, the, the, the XOR gate there and the ROMs and all that kind of junk. So. Yeah, so it just they made it cost a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Got those student loans paid off yet? Uh, just recently, believe it or not, I, I, I came nice. from a very poor family, so I had a pretty much, it was all through scholarships and, and student loans. My parents weren't able to help out, but um, but yeah, so I just took out a bunch of student loans, and thankfully, you know, I didn't have to, you don't have to start paying them back until you, you graduate and, and have an actual job, and so it worked out pretty well. Well, and their education in the United States is a lot more expensive than it is up here, too. Chris. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's extremely cool that you know all this stuff, though. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I really enjoy it. Like I was saying before to these guys, you know, it's um, a lot of guys are into the the gameplay because they, they just it's so nostalgic to them, and they just they can't get enough of it. Other people are into the aesthetics. I really like the hardware. I like figuring out how all these things work, and and just how the with the guys who originally designed them, how they decided to you know design them a certain way and whatnot. Yeah, That's why I love of, it when, like, Arcade Outsiders, when they had, like, Owen Rubin on there and stuff talking about Major Havoc and some of the things that he was worked on. I, I eat that stuff up. I love that stuff. I'm kind of in the same boat. It's, I, get, I go home and work on the, on the boards just to kind of get my mind away from my, my daily work. So, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's what, a nice... What's your, uh, what's your daily job, man? I work IT, uh, system admin for a vendor for Boeing over here in Washington. Yeah, seems to be a common. A, a lot of people are into that technical side of it. It seems here, or in this hobby. I'm in software. Yeah. yeah. Not very, not very good at playing them, but I, I seem to can, I seem to be able to get them working most, most of the time. That's at least as equally important as. <laughs> as being able to play them, if not more. Well, especially the black and whites, because it's hard to find parts for those bad boys. Yeah, sometimes. I imagine. Yeah, that was what really got me better at uh, fixing these things is having a hard time getting these board. I mean, I had to, because there's just not as many people working on them as, as some of the more common ones, more common color ones. So if I couldn't get a hold of Alex, then I, I was on my own from an electronic board, electric board. Electron Forge? Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, why are you drinking? Uh, the Not Your Father's Root Beer. 
That's what I thought. But yeah. Everybody seems to be drinking that stuff these days. I like Coney Island way more. Yeah, well, you know, I actually uh, I got it for my wife. Um, but I'd never had it before, so I started drinking them. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, you know, it's too sweet for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't like sodas, generally speaking. I mean, root beer, I guess, like a regular root beer is nice every now and then, but, you know, I don't like... The only time I have sodas is when it's got bourbon in it. Yeah. I mean, I, I stopped drinking pop almost 10 years ago, but my favorite was root beer and cream soda. And so when that stuff came out, I'm like, sweet, because technically I'm not drinking a pop, but <laughs> but I can only, because I'm not used to that that type of sweet and, and carbonation, like I can only drink one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but the Coney Island, like the Not Your Father's is like a Barks or a Dad's root beer, whereas like Coney Island's like an A&W. It's got more vanilla yeah. to it. So. Yeah, if I see that, I'll give it a try. My wife definitely loves it, so... Yeah, there's one out here by uh, Mission Brewing. That's a root beer, and uh, it tastes more like uh, sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. Okay. It's like it's got like that stronger, like the extra strong root beer flavor. Almost, yeah. A little more anise. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love the extra anise in there. My wife sure likes the anus. <laughs> oh, man. She's in bed. <laughs> hey, uh, Aaron's checking out, but I that brings up a question. So did I hear that or read that right, that uh, the next um, Arcade Outsiders is actually next week, not, th not this Thursday? That's correct. Okay. So, I don't know it was this Thursday. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, saw that... Uh, something about the uh, football sport thing. Football that sport thing. <laughs> National... Uh, yeah. It's not a game. Sporting event? I'm not sure. Somehow that doesn't sound like a reason for John. Maybe for Joe. Pretty sure it's yeah. a Joe thing. Yeah. yeah. So that actually does bring up a good point that uh, that Brad and I were talking about, which is, so when they do do shows on Thursday night, do we want to make the switch over to Thursday nights for these things for as a follow-up like we were doing before, or are we going to stick with Tuesdays? What do you guys want to do? What time are they doing their show on Tuesday? Good question. Is it the same as what they would do VGO on Tuesdays? It's going to be early. I also wonder if that's because uh, he only mentioned a few podcasts, right? Yeah, I don't think that's permanent. I think it was yeah, just a free time thing while he's figuring out VGO still. Yeah. Right. Well, and he hasn't announced like what. Um, what outlet he's going to be using? Are, are they doing like a Google Hangout like this, or? Yeah, um, if they do, it'll probably be audio only. But um, the schedule. Yeah, I thought the IRC had a long delay, but uh, Google Hangouts like this—it's <laughs> like thirty seconds at least, isn't it? Yeah, it seems like it's a good long one. Yeah. Yeah, it it does it on purpose, I think. Give you a chance to edit callers. 
Uh, there's, I think they have some sort of. It explains it when you sign up. There's some sort of legal, something about it. Gotcha. Huh. I guess they can maybe step in and stop some stuff or something. I'm not sure. So he's saying uh, Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Oh, that, that's early for that me. Holy right. shit. Then, then we could definitely do a show after that. Yeah. That's 6 p.m. I wouldn't be. I don't even know if I'd be able to listen to that live. <laughs> That'd be eight for me. Perfect. But yeah, that it means, all, that it means all we would just start this. Or we would we just start the show the time we normally do, right? Pretty much, yeah. We'll just do two shows that week. <laughs> make 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 two long days for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know, fuck Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, exactly. Right. Friday is actually a lot easier than the Wednesday, man. Last Wednesday's blue for me. That sucked. Well, we're not too late tonight so far. No, no. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I think I'm easy either way, so it doesn't really matter to me. Part of me, yeah, that's how we started it. But at the same time, I don't know if I, I don't know if we should also just be kind of following on John's coattails all the time. Right. You know? well, I don't think it's so much about that, though, but if they're having the show, then it's like, well, a lot of times we get on here and, like, talk about the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's talking points. Gives you something to talk about. Yep. Like, what was John drinking, and why was he singing that song? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim, how's the... Why can't you release part of the highlights? The highlights. Best of. Best of. Oh, oh, uh, well, I, because right now I'm in the process of still um, time stamping all of the best parts. And so I actually haven't pulled the clips out of the out of the, the the shows yet. I'm just trying to listen through them all and and write down where um, uh, make notes of where all the funny stuff is, so that when I go through, I can just pull all that out of there and and then make the shows. So right now I'm still like I'm on episode. I'm actually coming up. To, ironically, I'm almost up to the Grinkers from last year. So nice. I'm on. I'm almost through episode 48. And then it's forty, and then I'm probably not going to pull anything from those shows because those are funny all by themselves, like all together. But um, so I'm I I'll be probably after like tomorrow I'll be on episode like fifty one. So I've got I've got a ways to go yet, but making good progress. And what ends up happening is I'll, I'll listen to it most of the time. I'm listening to it in my car, and so I'll I'll grab my cell phone and I've got a little like memo app. And so I'll just hold up to my face and be like, okay, episode 47, 12 minutes and 30 seconds and make a little note. And then when I come home, I'll log it on my computer. I've got a big document of all the all, all the notes with all the timestamps. So. so you've been pretty much just like taking inventory so far. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I, wish I had thought of doing this a lot sooner because I've listened to the shows all the way through twice already. So to me, it's like, I feel like I just heard, I feel like I just heard this episode. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I probably did, you know. Have you thought about, um, 
<clears throat> you thought about uh, instead of finishing your inventory, maybe just doing like one episode now and then. Yeah, because we could because right now there's no there's no show and it'd be a great time like on off weeks to like put put to put that out. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I've been meaning. I was hoping to get through everything, and then I was gonna send a a message to. Well, by by the actually, you know, it'll be a good opportunity when I get to um, Grinkers. Originally, what I was gonna do is I, I was hoping to be done with this. I was hoping to to like plow through these shows a lot faster than it's been happening. I've just been too busy, and the only time I can listen to it is when I'm in my car, really. And um, I was gonna send a message to John. I uh, basically, Joe and Fed already know that I've been doing this, and um, I was going to send a message to John and be like, hey, you know, I've got these shows in the works. Can you guys just record, like, a normal intro and outro for each one of these shows? And I was going to wait until I was near nearly done because I don't know how many shows I'm going to have because I was thinking of breaking up into two-hour shows like they already are. Excuse me. And... So I'm I'm figuring at this point I'll have at least two, maybe three, and and so I was I wanted John to record like their their typical intros and outros, so it's like almost an official um, show, so to speak. So it'd be, it'd be a two-hour show, but covering more episodes in one two-hour show then. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's basically just it's obviously biased because it's just what I find is hilarious and, and worth putting in there. Cause sometimes I'll be like, Oh, this could get interesting. And then it's over in like two seconds. So it's like, uh, yeah. Right. Um, and some, some stuff drags on a lot longer. So, um, I'm trying to get a mix of short sound bites or short clips and really long stuff like the songs and things like that and kind of mix them together. So, um, and, and I'm, I've got some ideas for transitioning between, all the segments, you know, like um, uh, like a, a radio tuner dial or, you know, something to just, like, quickly transition between them. Yeah. So there's never really a dull moment. This would be a lot of work, but, you know, there's <laughs> been episodes where somebody says something and then a couple episodes later they're totally contradicting what they said a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah, I've got stuff <laughs> like that where John's <laughs> talking about how, how 720 is like the worst game ever and then two seconds later he's like, it's one of the best games ever. Right, yeah. And then Joe says something, he's like, did you just say that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep that that stuff together. Um, not too long ago I got through the episode where Fett starts doing the, the Japanese orgasm and <laughs> I'm probably just going to pull every one of his sounds and put them all in the same like four minute clip or whatever because he does it like 30 times in that episode right so uh, stuff like that yeah Pretty what's cool. your favorite segment Jimbo? oh god I I couldn't even tell you like I've I, I'd have to pull up my uh, nothing stands out as the single funniest thing ever because there's so much and, and you know I'm a little bit Bias because it's it's what I find funny. Everyone else will. I'm sure I'll get comments being like, "Why didn't you include this?" And you know, probably one of my favorite things is when it's the 720. Uh, in the same like 10 minute stretch, and and it's maybe not even that long. John's talking about 720 and how he just got it and how it's such a hard game. It's one of the worst arcade games ever. And like 30 seconds later, Joe is like. 
I can't believe you just called 721 the worst games ever. And then John immediately says, like, in a calm, like, quiet voice, I didn't say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's so obvious when you listen to it. Like, so, like, you can't really backpedal. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I don't know. It's, they have a lot of funny stuff. I think but the I, rant has to go down as, like, the best one of all time, though. Oh, that yeah, that'll be in there. I haven't got to that yet. Rant. <laughs> hey, did did John pull down uh, last year's Grinkers the Thursday night? Was that ever? That was reposted by someone. Yeah, I've got yeah. copies of it, Jim. What's but, that? Uh, that one never oh. made it to the the made it out to the world, really. Yeah, I've never actually heard that one. Well, because uh, <laughs> I mean, I, we were there, but I mean, I think that that was... it did go out. I mean, I think someone recorded it. Yeah, I think Ty had a copy or something. I would love to hear it. A recording from someone from Buffalo. Oh, Honestly, some of the funny, funnier parts are when they're talking about Ty. I, I have to admit, when they're talking about how he's in his Fetty pajamas and with his monocle on his... <laughs> right, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> they're talking about like how he's such a fanboy. And yes. It, it, it makes me laugh every time because there is a lot of truth to it. Yeah. You know? He he totally did that with Joe too. With with uh, once he got on Untapped doing the beer stuff, everything was at Joe forty two at Joe forty two. Like every single comment was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I I'm I'm still. I mean, I I hope it turn it turns out and people enjoy it. Um, it, it's a lot of it is a lot of work because yeah, uh, just recording, just getting the timestamps and then having to to pull all that stuff and um. It's a lot of episodes, but but what's interesting is that if you look at the first like twenty episodes and then you compare it to like the last twenty episodes, the show has changed a lot. Like yeah. it's it's still yeah. kind of the same dynamic, but um, uh, they're not. Um, I don't want to say they're not into it as much, but the shows aren't as long. Um, yeah. they don't drink as much as they as they used to. Right. <laughs> so. So things things are a little bit different. I, I I'd say like if you look at like the first ten shows, my list of funny stuff is like this long, and now most episodes I'll I'll get like there's like three things I'll pull from an episode yeah. that are really funny. So. Yeah, so I think like Steve said, you know, maybe if you try to group the first few together or something, you know. Yeah, I mean maybe I will. I like the idea of um. Of kind of having a random order, like I, I want it. What I want to do is when I release or when I get done with them, put uh, where all the where all the sound like the segments came from, uh, which episode, and you know they all came from. And I mm. like the idea of randomizing that, so it goes, you know, um, you know, from show, episode three, and then also in episode thirty-two, and then like I like bouncing around like that rather than all from the same. Mm. That's cool. That's a lot more work. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's a lot of work no matter what, I think. <laughs> it it right. is. Yeah. I mean, I, it all started when I started pulling, like, just a couple of sound bites and posting them in, in the thread. And pe- people were like, oh, yeah, that's really funny. And, and Sean PM'd me, and he's like, dude, this is great. You should do more. And then Joe would be like, hey, can you find that one clip where Buffett uh, told John – or?" Uh, John that he would lend him his uh, his crimpers and, um, <laughs> and, and and you know edit that together and so I did that and I'm like well why don't I just like start doing this because they've always alluded to a best of show but it is a big undertaking you know yeah. 
I, I imagine it's, you know, kind of a similar workload to, like, you guys that organize 34K and uh, uh, UGAC and everyone that, that works with the, the tournament organization and all that stuff. It's, you know, it's it's a labor of love. Right, yep. Nobody's making any money. It's just for fun, you know. <clears throat> yep. Just how many, how many hours can you set aside, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I may not be, be done with this for, for a little while, but my goal is to at least have stuff ready to go maybe by the holidays when they for sure won't have a show. Right. So we'll see. Yeah, that'd be cool. Are you, are you, are you telling us they're not going to have a show during the holidays? <laughs> I'm not saying anything, no. Because yeah. uh, they always do a show on Christmas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you guys already covered this, but I was wondering who's going to be going to Greekers out of this group here. Uh, I'll be going. This is my first year. I'm okay. pretty excited. I will be going back again as well. Yeah. I'll be going. This is my third year. I'm pretty sure Steve will be there. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. This will be my third year. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to have a super punch out and an Arkanoid Revenge of Doe. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm still going <laughs> I I'm just looking, bumped the thread. I'm looking forward <laughs> to playing uh, Super Zap. I haven't played that in a long time. Yeah, that looks cool. I'm looking forward to trying uh, Discs, uh, Discs of Tron. Yeah. Yeah. I have a I have a hunch that that's probably going to be in the tournament. Uh oh, I'm in trouble then. Not <laughs> oh, I've never played games it. at all. I've never I've never played it, but I I would guess a game like that, you know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what they what they choose. I really hope Eyes is in it. <laughs> is there any word if they're doing uh, two tournaments or three tournaments like they did last year? Does anybody know? Yeah, I got an email from Clintoris. Let's see. It says. Uh, I mean, I don't care about the games, but just are they doing two or three? They're trying to work it out. I think Gak Gak, you're still here, aren't you? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Gak and Clintoris and I. Were, and when I say Gak, Clintoris, and I, I mean Gak and Clintoris, and I was watching. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, were, they were passing emails back and forth, trying to figure out what uh, what the plan was. But I think I think what we want to do, Gak, is I think we yeah. want to do. Um, I'm cool with whatever. So whatever you want to do, I'm fine with. But I really think we should do for the main tournament. I think we should do a. Uh, a bros and a pros. Right. Um, because otherwise, I don't know, it just kind of gets ruined. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can totally oh. see that. I, I just think, you know, it just depends on how many... Are you thinking the same games for both tournaments or two different setups? I have no idea. Yeah, let's cool. do uh, two brackets in the same with the same games. So it's like, yeah, playing the same stuff, but... They're just different brackets. You know, I uh, I came last year and I, I didn't know anybody. Um, never done an arcade tournament before, and I, I even had no intentions of even uh, participating in the tournament. I, I really kind of wanted to go to Grinkers just to play all the games and and kind of get um, a little better idea of what I wanted to add to my collection. And uh, I, I'm so glad I did the tournament. I mean, it was so much fun for for anybody that that's listening that doesn't 
you know, that's a little shy about that. And I, I mean, I had so so much fun. It was it was a blast, and and yep. I really got into uh, uh, to all the games. Um, you it, know, it forces to you to play some games you may not have ever played. For yeah, sure. I, I right. can't can't say enough good things about that. And and, and uh, even though I mean, I I, I I didn't do I mean, I didn't do well at all, but um, I still had a ton of fun. And I, and I still got into it, regardless of it. So yeah. Um, so either way, it's going to be fun for all involved, right? right? You know. I, I, um, going back to like one of our conversations we had the other week, I, I think it'd be really easy to, for, um, separating the two. You know, if if you've ever had a world re- record on, you know, it could even be like a percentage of the games that are in the tournament or or whatever, um, you qualify as a pro. You know. I don't think it's that difficult to to really separate the two. Well, no, but it's how you structure it, though, too. Cause it's like, all right, so what about Kalen? He's not a high-score guy, but he's really fucking good at a lot of different right. things. Right, yeah. <laughs> My wife and I were talking about this in the past week, and we came up with kind of two ideas that we'll just throw out there, and if they use them, cool. One was um, anybody who was in the top top three or top five or whatever of the previous year Automatically has to be in pro the next year. That makes sense. That's uh, interesting. And the other one was to kind of keep the, the riffraff out um, to make sure people aren't sandbagging. Is I guess my issue, right? You know, you are pretty good, and all of a sudden you're in the the other tournament. Is to make the one that's the pro that's worth more money make there be a small entry fee for those ones. So that if you want to go for the money, you have to pay a little bit to go for it. That right. maybe. So Kalen, who got second place, has to pay to play. That's no good. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's probably pretty hard to get to do well, that. No, 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 no. He has to pay to play if he wants to win the money. The lower one is, I mean, it is money, but it's, I guess, not as much, or it could be, you know, swag or something. You know what I mean? That's just the ideas that we had. Yeah. Yeah. So That's the money was only for the pros that wanted to go for the money, and then the other stuff was just kind of bragging rights and you know, cool stuff like shirts and stuff. So if McAllister shows up and he doesn't want to play in, or doesn't want to pay to get into the pro tournament, then... Then he doesn't play. Uh, yeah, or, no. or, or if McAllister wins, he has to play... Me or Lethargy in Street Fighter 2, and if he loses, all that money goes right back into the bros. Yeah. <laughs> or, or he's in the bros category, and all he wins is a t-shirt. Right. I mean, that's that. That was the I think one of the interesting ideas that came up. I don't. I don't remember who came up with it. Maybe me. But like the idea that the uh, the bros tournament wins like the, the the yeah like the prizes like the the side art mm-hmm. and the, you know the, whatever we get for sponsors we get like good sponsor prizes. It's like there's still still something worth going after there, but the bros are typically going to be like you know like us, like the guys who are like into restorations, want the parts, want the yeah. rebuilt you know 6100 or you know whatever the prizes end up being, and the pros don't really care about that stuff. Do you guys only want arcade prizes or arcade related prizes? I'll take the Iserman jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people are happy with whatever's in there. Yeah, I think they would take anything. <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, we're just there to hang out with exactly. We'll do yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, I mean, I Chris knows where I'm going with this, but yeah. I own a hobby, I own a hobby store, so I, 
I, I could donate some stuff, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't. None of it would be arcade related. Do you have like SD's model rockets? I do. I love that shit. Dude, yeah, totally. Dude, that about, shit's so much about, fun. Yeah. How about one of the new little Star Wars robots? The BB. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff C was uh, just did a review of that on his uh, YouTube channel. He got yeah, I, mean, one. I, I got a lot of uh, like little um, quadcopters and drones and I mean all, I, all kinds of stuff like that. That it's cool, but it's not. It's not arcade-related. Do you have any throwback 80s stuff, like uh, AFX tracks or cars or something like that? Yeah, I do, and I have, like, retro candy and stuff like that. Stuff that we've, they've, they've talked, they've talked hey, about on the podcast. Mike, but... while you're, Mike, while you're on this subject right now, do you mm-hmm. have any of those drones that actually have, like, video cameras mounted on them? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like your own personal one? Yeah. Because, you know, that would be pretty awesome to get some footage like that, I'm saying. You know, like, when we do the group photo... Yeah, it would be a little you know. tough to do it in there. <laughs> no, 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 outside. outside. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, outside for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm down for it. I was going to do it for um, Fun Spot. I just wasn't sure if it was appropriate. So I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. And... No, I, anything's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Bring, that'd be awesome. I think some SD's rocket stuff and some Star Wars stuff and uh, okay. bring a drone for the photo. And we'll have turns flying around and crashing into people. (laughs) (laughs) Dive bombing John when he's on the lawn. (laughs) Mike, if only you had a drone copter when you were uh, walking me back to the hotel last year. Oh, (laughs) 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 Only only had a a video shot of you uh, walking in front of the supermarket. Right. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yep. No, You're I, lucky you didn't get arrested, honestly, because... Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked that he didn't. There's so many... Because we went right <laughs> past those front doors, and... Uh... <laughs> oh, gosh. You, you got, you're, you're bringing your kids, right? Yeah, my, my oldest son, yes. Yep. He, How old is he? Uh, he's 15 and a half. So, he's... He grew up around me, obviously. So, <laughs> <laughs> enough said. Yep. You naked and covered in vomit. No, not that far. But <laughs> we'll say he uh, saw a little more of the fun that could be had at this last California Extreme. So. <laughs> well, he handled. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, Seth. Seth's his name. All right. Cool. How you said he's like. Fifteen? Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Yep, and he's not a, too bad of a gamer either, so uh, we'll see. <laughs> does, does he play your games at home? Yeah, not as much as I do. He's more of the you know Black Ops and Grand Theft Auto cool. Five that kind of thing. But he he goes out in the garage with me every now and then, has fun with it. So as far as arcade games go, um, classics. What does he like the most? Uh, Super Sprint, Miss Pac-Man, uh, he'll play a, a little bit of Robotron, a little bit of Qbert. Those are mostly the ones he likes. My younger uh, son, he, he really likes Smash TV, too, and any drivers. He loves the drivers, but he, he's he's younger. If he goes, it's a, he's a couple more years out. <laughs> so, but yeah, my older son Seth's going with me, so yeah, it should be a good time. 
Isn't yeah. there like a uh, is your Smash TV de dedicated? Yeah. Yep. Isn't there like a a 19 inch version and like a 25 inch version or something? Yeah. Yeah. I have the 25 inch version. Nice. It it was at California Extreme too this year. Uh, that's the game my wife wants me to get. Yeah. It's it's really fun. What year did that game come out in? Like late eighties? I think ninety. I think nineteen ninety. Yeah. And then there was what Total Carnage after that? Yep, the sequel, yeah. basically. Yeah. I have the circuit board, just never uh <laughs> put it in and played it yet. And I've had it for mm, two or three years now. <laughs> so too many that, projects. <laughs> is that a direct swap? Uh I believe so. The, they each have, um, there's like a, a soundboard or sound pot that you have to, if you want to put them both in with a switcher, you have to have like uh, separate sound pots because the sound levels are different, I, I've heard. So, But I think you can adjust, you know, if, if you're just straight up swapping circuit boards out, you just have to readjust right. from one to the other. And that's the, the, the cabinet audio you have to adjust? Yeah, yeah. There's like I think there's a separate soundboard and there's a sound pot that that uh goes to that. So. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, uh, Steve, you got you have the email, so we're just kind of uh, the ball's in your court a little bit on that. Getting the game list, and then yeah, uh, I've got the game list. the The problem is is that. The game list is always changing, so we've right. got like the game. So the, we we keep a game list for compliance for the tax stickers, uh -huh. um, and so like right now that game because EDOT's not on the floor, and I don't know uh, Bosconian's not on the floor. A bunch a bunch of stuff that's go going to be on the floor isn't on the floor right now. Yeah. So I've got to take the list, like the official game list that I've got, and I've got to figure out which games I'm pulling off and which games I'm putting on, and then send it to you guys. Because I don't sure. want to like, send you a list and have it be not what's actually going to be there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, give me a day, and then you'll have it. You'll have it. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, Clint kept asking for the tenth, which is the day after tomorrow. So yeah, I don't know if that's no too soon. Yeah. What's that? No problems. Okay. All right. So yeah, I think you know. Uh, well, they don't really want to um, announce the games until right before the tournament, though, right? So, but it's yeah. we're what four weeks away now, something like that. About yeah, the ninth. So, yes. Is the schedule going to be kind of the same? Like tournament starting 6 o'clock-ish? Uh, I believe Clint's coming in actually the day before. He's coming in on Thursday. Whoa. So it's it's up to Steve, I guess, when, when he wants to let it start on Friday. <laughs> but uh, I'll be up there on Thursday myself too. So. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are traveling on Friday. So to keep yeah. it... There, we'll probably start at I think five. Makes sense. Sure. Yep. You should do a Rockola challenge. You've got three games now. You got Eyes, Warp, Warp, and uh, Nibbler, right? I, I like your suggestion. <laughs> There's usually yeah. like the pre the previous uh, 
tournaments, they they always do a you know there's the main tournament and then the manufacturer challenge, right? So I guess it's just kind of uh, see what last the other year, guys think. Last year was also the black and white. Oh, yeah, the one, yeah. The one there was actually three that. last year. That's why I was yeah. wondering if there was two yep. or three. Right. I actually put out like the option of up to four or five, depending on what the other guys all want to do. I'd kind of like to see, you know, what like what happened at um, at Brofest was there was I'll, I kind of call it a head-to-head tournament, the the Paperboy one, you know, where it's just one game, just trying to get the world record essentially on it. You know, you I guys, think that'd be cool. Has uh, has Paperboy in pole position been in every Grinkers tournament? Yes. <laughs> has yes. Paperboy been? I don't think Paperboy has been. Maybe it has. It I guess so, yeah. Yeah, and it was the first year, too. Yeah. I, I think those games need to get out of there. Well, I, I think John said multiple <laughs> times that, uh, that Paperboy, he all, he wants that one to always be in the tournament. Paperboy or pole position? Uh, pole, pole position. Pole position. Okay. That's yeah. like, of course, because he won it last year. Yeah, <laughs> did he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he I came first in it. was the first one. At least I don't remember that one. What? Yeah, it was. That's actually was I got a better score the first year. Okay. I, I got like forty thousand and change, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> that for me that was pretty big. <laughs> I should uh, keep uh, PMing Sean and be like, "You should recommend eyes for the tournament." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be surprised. I have no idea, but I bet eyes will be in it. Yeah. That'd be my guess, but who knows? Right. Random question for you guys: uh, How much do super punch-out boards typically go for these days? Like a couple, like two hundred bucks? No, I'd say more than that. More yeah. than that? Like three or four hundred would be my guess on a super no punch-out. Because like uh, a regular punch-out would probably be more like 150, 200, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe. What? Uh, well, I've seen. I'm just asking because uh, I was also going to ask what the um, the joysticks go for. Because weren't they going for like two hundred bucks or some ridiculous amount because of the the pull? Yeah. Because there's one on eBay for uh, buy it now at a hundred bucks that's been rebuilt. Yeah, I want to say that's more like what I've seen them go for around recently. I don't really watch that game much to be honest, but the times I recall seeing it, I want to say the the joystick was more like around a hundred, hundred fifty maybe. So, yeah, because I remember people at uh, pointing up wanted buys on Clav, and they're and they're going for people were like ah uh, two twenty five for yeah. yeah wow just for you, the joystick that's like really seven twenty joystick you can't really have one without the other can you no you need to you need the the pull yeah um switch wasn't there like a mod kit they started doing with the regular punch out joystick to make it a super punch out joystick um. Mike's Arcade for a while was selling kits. I think he might have done another run of them. Hmm. Can't remember. I don't know. I was just concerned. I was like, you know, down the road, if I want a super punch out someday, would it be worth it to pick up the joystick and the board and convert a punch out, a regular one, or wasn't just to some, seek out a super? Wasn't there somebody on Clav uh, doing a. Um a, a double board? Yeah. It's been on and off. Like I like it it started the the dude from what I know 
sold a couple of them, and then production or whatever halted. So it it hasn't been it hasn't been an ongoing thing from what I know. Okay. Or at least what I understand. It was all about the I think all the problems or the hangups were all in the security board because Super Punch Out has a security board and regular Punch Out does not. You have a Super Punch Out, don't you? I don't. That Where, how are you so good at it? Mame. Oh. You I, I've, I've only, yeah, well I, I've played I've played the actual game a couple times since Mame. And uh I, I do about the same. Um same, uh I, I like um there's a what's it called? Hidden treasures or whatever. It's a really um run down type of semi collectors arcade down in the cities not too far from me and they do these like it's not open full time it's this place where this this single guy wanted to open up this arcade kind of like rusty quarters you know almost and um, he doesn't know anything about arcade repair but he's really stingy which starting does a, not... a donation thread tomorrow to keep drinkers <laughs> going any donations please yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah no, 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 no. Is he is he gone like off a club and done or what's happened to him? I uh, I don't know. Cause they they closed, didn't they? Yeah. They but closed they once and reopened and then closed again. I think right. Yeah. Well, this this uh the this guy with hidden it's called Hidden Treasures and it, he's had like multiple little openings and it's basically one of these things where you follow them on Facebook and they'll be like, hey, we're going to be open this this night. Anyways, long story short, um, he doesn't know anything about repair and but he's got a ton of good games and he's got a punch out and um, uh, a super punch out and I've played, I've played them both um, but I had played a lot more punch out on MAME before uh, playing it at Fett's party and um a couple of years ago and i did really well on it there so like i'm used to the arcade layout but if i have to i'll play it on my keyboard but yeah it's a really weird super punch out is so much different than regular punch out if you look at like scores the the range of of scores for like regular punch out gets astronomical like like People are just way up there because they can marathon it. You don't see the same stuff with with uh, Super Punch Out. Um, and I think uh, if you talk to like uh, Hector Fly, he'll he'll attest to that too. Like Super Punch Out's a much harder game to figure out, like as far as like patterns go, and getting like if you can get to like the third Super Macho Man, like that's crazy good. Whereas like in regular Punch Out, you can get to like four, five, six. You know, ways all the way through is because because like once you get to like the fourth round of guys, all the patterns repeat basically. It's kind of like you you get to like the hardest difficulty and that's the hardest difficulty from there on out. But I've never gone past like the third, uh, what was it, third vodka Drojinsky Drojinsky. Drojinsky, yeah. 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 I, I've only gone to the third one of him like twice. And and if like Dragon Chan is ridiculous. If I get past him, I'm like, oh my god, it's a miracle. And then I get to vodka, and it's impossible. 
His uppercuts are so fast. You just have to predict it. You have to completely predict it. You can't react at that point. What's the um, keyboard equivalent for the pulling up on the joystick in MAME? Um, I use uh, Spacebar on my keyboard. I don't. I don't What's have a MAME cabinet. A block or what is it? What's that? What is that? Is it a block or? No. So like up and you know up and down are you know blocks. Uh, Spacebar is the equivalent of pulling the pulling the joystick up, Which and that causes well. you to duck. And, and the duck is for, um, like, um, you have to duck for certain punches. You can you can either dodge left or right for uppercuts or duck uppercuts, but there are punches like uh, Super Macho Man's um, uh, turn punch. You have to duck that. Uh, Dragon Chan's um, uh, kick. You have to you have to dodge or duck that as well. So there's every. I don't want to say every character, but certain characters have moves that you have to duck. So, and I would say that the gameplay is slightly faster than regular Punch Out, the moves and everything. And and it's hard to go back from one to the other because, like, going from Super Punch Out to regular Punch Out, it's like you're playing underwater because like you push a button like a punch. And then it comes out. It's not as fast, but they're they're just a little bit different games. Where was the last time you played a Super Punch Out? Uh probably down in the uh, Twin Cities at that Hidden Treasures place. But that was the la that was at least a year ago. That was right right before I got my eyes. Is that the uh, the invite only place? Yeah, it's stupid. And and th what's even worse is that the dude knows nothing about repair, but he doesn't want to pay anyone to fix his games. Because I was like, dude, how about I, I sent him a couple Facebook Facebook messages, and I'm like, how about this? I'll fix like five of your games if you give me a deal on your Super Punch Out. He's like, eh, no. I'll buy you a pizza. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> what he he has he has a Super Punch Out right now. Uh, last last I checked, he did. Um, but that's that's that was like a year ago. Well, I, I can sell it. That's a good point. Yeah, I'll see if uh, for all I know, they're out of business. It doesn't hurt to ask, right? Ever. What game is that? Yeah, someone's playing something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw in the chat, but I've got, uh, just in the last 12 hours, I've got uh, about 25 pre-registrations for Rangers. One of them's you mine. Got, you, got, you got my email, right? I don't know, Jim. Uh, I didn't recognize your name. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and just got another one. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to definitely be a big boost, like, here right in the beginning, but... It's going to be a lot of people this year, I'll bet, Steve. Yeah. Just as long as Adam gets the right badge this, uh, this time, huh? Uh, unfortunately, it's not coming, but I promise he'll get the right badge next year for Growfest. 
What was the uh, head count last year? About 60. Yeah, sounds about right. I think I, got, I think I made like 74 badges by the end of it. So there was a little attrition at the end. Uh, yeah. Well, we were we were we were registering people right up to like on Saturday morning. Um, now that 74 number, not everyone showed up that said they were going to show up. So there was yeah probably maybe like 10 people that didn't show up that uh, had pre-registered. So. Yeah, maybe that's 60, 65 is about right. My wife didn't pre-register last year. She registered on-site. Yeah, I didn't either. I had to get a hand-printed name tag. Well, but yeah, so I was uh, assigning numbers to everyone, though. So whether she registered you know, at site or uh, pre-registered didn't matter. Just number-wise, it was around 75. And no, then... Yeah, I realize I'm just saying I'm pre-registering her this year. So. Oh, yeah, good. So up front, there might be more. I'm sure Mike is pre-registering as well. Yeah, I think I've already gotten his. Yeah. Right. So you think it'll be double? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we were well, thirty, about the twenty-eight or thirty the first year, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's thirty or forty, maybe forty. I, I mean, yeah. I think if it got double, it, it's going to be hard to get into the games. <laughs> Well, in BroFest, we had almost 100. We got oh, wow. pretty close to 100. Yeah. Andrew, did you go the first year? No. Okay. Do you I think almost uh, jumped in the van and made the 12-hour the drive, but at the last, it's like, eh, it's just a little bit too last minute for me. I was supposed to, but my child was born. What I a weak excuse. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> my wife told me to go, and I was like, cause she, it was like uh, not even a month after. And uh, she's like, oh, just go. And I was like, well, I can't leave. Yeah, and I what felt like I totally uh, dominated at the first tournament. But uh, <laughs> second year, eh, a lot more people showed up. <laughs> well, you dominated. You just dominated. Yeah. <laughs> dominated in different <laughs> ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, the, the first year was there was uh, the main tournament. I think, actually, Steve, you won that. Yeah. Technically. And then... Technically, well, you keep your prize up, didn't you? Right, profoundly. Profoundly. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I I think I so I wound up third runner up behind you. <laughs> um, but the Nintendo one, I got first place on that. I was like, holy shit! I couldn't believe it. <laughs> That's why I like the idea of having a smaller amount of like the small side ones, like the manufacturers and the black and white or whatever, because. If there's three to five games in it, then then you can get your chance to be on it a few times. Yeah. Whereas if it's you know you got to play 15 games, I mean there's a good chance that you might not even be able to to get more than one game on every game or even get to a game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be easier. But like even last year though, there was definitely like lulls. Like, I mean all day Saturday I fucking played Alpine Ski. Like literally yeah. day I played Alpine Ski. Right. That means somebody else can't. Ninety-nine other people won't be able to play it. I never was like, like elbowing people out of the way to put a cord. It was just me, Andrew. And, and I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's 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 positives to say about both situations. Either having the games all grouped together or spreading them out. You know, 
because if it's if they're all grouped together, then everybody's all right there, just kind of going down the line, game to game to game. But if you spread them out, there could be opportunities where no one's out. You know, like they forget about playing that game for a little bit. Yeah, they talked about that a lot last year, and and I I thought the layout was fine. This you know last year showing up, I I'm glad that yeah. they weren't all in that one little area. That that yeah. little area got crowded quick. Yeah, the probably the the bulk of them were in the same area, but I th- I want to say like the Tato ones and the black and whites were kind of spread out, right? The side challenges. Yeah, we're nowhere near each other. Literally on opposite. Right. Yeah. One one black and white was with the rest of the games, and the other two were way away. Right. I'll tell you what, what what makes it hard though uh, for having them spread out, and I'm I'm still an advocate of spreading them out, uh, but scoring it's just yeah. hard. Yeah. Score running. The referees. It was yeah. amazing that they did such a good job as they did. I mean, they they were everywhere. Yeah, I mean, so, Steve, yeah. you had you had like one or two other people besides Clint going around all the hey, time. Didn't you have the bartenders right there? How could you yeah, forget the bartenders? We'll have the the girls walking around taking high scores. It's always fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's a huge thing because, like at uh, Brofest, um, it was it was like we we only really had two iPads, right? Thirty four K. Thank God and, I brought mine because yeah, one. And it was just overwhelming. I mean, the just constantly, every thirty seconds, somebody was submitting a score. I, I don't know how Clint does that, you know, but I think by Steve, you having a couple more people there, and. Uh, that that makes a big difference. Yeah. John said it was John said it was every eighteen seconds the score was put in. Right. Bro, yeah, those take pictures with their pain. with their phones too. What was that? Matt? Said, and then let's take the pictures with their phones, which kind of helped too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some like like Gal Plus or was it Gay Plus? Um, <laughs> that one, you know, the score goes away because the uh, the attract mode actually scores. Yeah. So did the right. blue shark? I think it went away. Yeah. And Excite Bike is also a bitch to get a score on. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the phone thing—it was kind of going on the honor system there, really. Yeah. For for some of the games. Steve, is there any game you can think of that that the, that does have like a gameplay where you feel like you're head to head against another player on the same game? I mean, I know like Warlords, but is there any other games you can think of that are kind of like that that you have? That's Space Invaders. Yeah, the head-to-head, the yeah. new cocktail so, we got. So is that actually your, you can play against the other player? That's the only way that you can play, yeah. Okay. Because I like the idea of doing something like that as maybe uh, either a side tournament or something, you know, that you get that interaction between people and then brackets. Well, yeah, that'd be cool. You also Street want Fighter. And right. Not Street and, Fighter. Uh, Screw that. Warlords <laughs> would be Woo-hoo! fun. Yeah. Well, the fighting games, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Ripoff is a uh, great uh, co-op game. I really enjoy that one. But you, you're uh, you're working together on that. You're one. Working together, yeah. Right. Get a lucky and wild. <laughs> That'd be cool if you had to find a buddy and actually play Ripoff, and you could do Mario Brothers as well. Score together. Then yeah. you're you're playing kind of against each other in Mario Brothers. Well, you could do co-op, like what yeah. Rip is saying. Like you you have a team. Ooh, a co-op challenge where you do rip-off, you do Mario Brothers. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and you get randomly paired with somebody else. Yeah. 
So, uh, some sometimes though, if you co-op, couldn't you? Is that leave a potential of like having really long games? You think, or because that's the other thing too, is where you don't want the, the games to last too long. Joust, you can play co-op or against, right? You uh-huh. can't take out yeah. the other player. Yeah, that's yeah. another good one. But I, I like the idea of you know doing kind of like a bracket type setup with that. You know, you have like set up, you know, however many people want to do it, 20 people, let's say, and you've got this random list, and they go head-to-head, and the winner of that goes to the next bracket, and so on, and they get down to, like, the finals. Warlords would work, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Roosters will fucking own us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I got like this bros in the pros tournament. Yeah. I kind of like the Space Invaders idea because I just because it's everyone knows how to play it basically, but not a lot of us have played it. Mm-hmm. If you're actually doing it against each other, then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the game goes really. It's a really. It's really really fun. It goes. It goes quick because you're. You know, it's. it's yeah, probably, just thinking something that would only be a few minutes. You know. Right. Yep. That'd be perfect. Yeah. And we, and we also got to figure out the uh, was it the, the the BAC challenge. The the wet channels, the, uh, the 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 blood alcohol content. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> oh boy. Right, yeah. My thought game. That should be that should be the pole position. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But the, the one thought I had on that is if you if you did like it almost should be driving games because that's one where you really have the uh, hand eye coordination steering and all that. Um, <laughs> But if you just like, if it's just like, uh, okay, you chug a beer and you play one game, and you know, this group of people, and then go to the next game and you chug a beer and play that game, and you only do like three or something, so you're only gonna wind up drinking three games, and and it's it within a certain time frame, you know, like within an hour or two hours or I, I don't know. <laughs> but you can always be shit faced before that even starts. Right, so. no, that's the yeah. problem too. What, what you could do is you could do a, a high score ratio compared to blowing in a portable breathalyzer. <laughs> yeah, the problem with the portable breath, portable breathalyzer, like Steve, or, uh, it's all, it's all time. Yeah, yeah if you just had a beer, your BAC will blow really high. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to wait a half hour between, you know, before you, since you've had a drink, before you can blow it. That'd been awesome though to see the ratios of scores to <laughs> blood alcohol content. That'd been awesome. Yeah, seriously, no, like using the BAC as a, a multiplier of some kind. Yeah, the higher it is, the bigger your score. Dude, you you guys were just talking about like if you did what, what was it not not a co-op but like you're kind of competing in the same right, head to head. I love that like a bracket idea like that mm-hmm. that like if you did like for example like eyes or something else and you're playing a two-player game and whoever has a higher score of that game moves on like you do a bracket system that way. You definitely yeah. have to get some different software or something for them to be able to organize that though. Well, yeah, there's. You could use like a, any fighting game tournament software with a bracket system. There, there's open source stuff. I'll. I'll uh, yeah, no, I know. We just, you just have to have something set up for that, though. Yeah. Right. Someone's laptop would have to run something. Clint Torres is already running around with like a chicken with his head cut off. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Now this this seems like it's a time thing. Like it's not like the whole weekends. It's be like you know three o'clock on Saturday kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Hey, we yeah. need to. Um, Determine and announce when the photo will be taken. Yes, we do. 
<laughs> yeah, we don't want to upset people. Oh. I, I, I mean, I suggest... Yeah, like what, like Saturday, like at... For sure. 7 or something? Uh, I mean, well, like I think a, it needs to be early enough to where the, you know, the sun's not going down. I don't know what time it is there around that, but I, I, I would guess October, more like around, like around 7.30. Do you, could you announce it like over a PA? Uh, we could scream. Oh, you could just put a sign up. Yeah, just put a sign yeah. up. And put a sign on the door. Yeah. Start you know, hang that like on Friday night or something like that. I'm I'm sure people would notice everyone like walking out too. Uh, it doesn't work that way. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's what happened they, last year. Have they talked about doing a live podcast this year? I haven't heard. Every night. Yeah. That's what John said anyways. <laughs> we'll see. Saturday and Saturday. Whether or not they remain on the interwebs afterwards is a different story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we had that whole Thursday night one. We recorded that whole thing on Joe's phone. Oh, um, really? <laughs> yeah. We're passing his phone around. Oh man! I think I think John introduced himself to me like four times over that weekend. <laughs> what a nice guy! Because every single time he did it, he didn't remember the next time. And I got yeah. countless ball checks. What, was he, <laughs> Brad? Brad was he like your orange whip? Hi, I'm John. Uh, well, I don't know if I don't think orange whip was around yet. Was it last year? Yeah. I believe it was. Yeah, orange I think so. Was... A whip. Maybe yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because yeah, it happened. Cause happened cause when I was on my road trip. Yeah. Those ball checks are not fucking funny. <laughs> oh, you got <laughs> some too, Andrew. Huh? I don't want none of that shit this year. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he, he must get friendly. He got friendly with all you guys. Oh, huh? John had a good ball check in Brofest, and it hurt. <laughs> the oh, in there. Who, who got him? I can't remember who it was. He was pissed though. I'm not really feeling left out about not getting one on then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeez. It just gets too cash. It gets carried away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said last year, you know, it's it's about pacing yourself. Try to pace yourself. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> For me, it was like I was pacing myself. It was just like a freight train heading towards a brick wall. That's, all. That's why I'm drinking local domestics tonight and not uh, IPAs like last week. You have to train yourself, Jim. <laughs> yeah, last week I was drinking nine and a half percent farmhouse ales. Yeah, you got you got to train yourself. Then you're ready. Oh, I've been training myself since we started this damn show. <laughs> Actually, since we, since Arcados. I'm in good shape. I'll be good. Uh. It'll be a good time. Yeah, I, I, it's twelve thirty, and I gotta bail. Yep. Okay, cool. I'm gonna head out too. All right, we might as well call it then. All right, guys, we'll talk right. to you soon. Okay, thanks everybody for joining. For those of you watching, tune in next week. Uh, subscribe, do all that kind of good stuff. I hope you'll enjoy the show, and uh, see you later. Bye. Bye. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.